Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? A uh, wonderful episode with the uh, long-anticipated and uh, glorious Grace Helbig. Uh, so glad Grace got uh, got the time to come in. She was so wonderful. So let's get to that as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, the sponsor is coming up, but uh, tour dates are on PeteHolmes.com. we got Irvine coming up. We've got uh, San Diego, Washington, D.C., San Francisco this weekend for Sketchfest with a live podcast. we got Grand Rapids, Michigan coming up with a live podcast. Lots of good things coming up. All of those dates are on PeteHolmes.com, including links to uh, T-shirts inspired by this podcast. And as always, YouMadeItWeird.com is also available for you. The sponsor this, uh, this week is King of the Nerds. It's, uh, it's a wonderful show on TBS and is returning with 12 new competitors vying for the ultimate nerd title. Season 3 launches on TBS Friday, January 23rd at 9 p.m. Uh, basically, if you don't know, it's 12 competitors are ready to take the field of nerd battle in the third season of TBS's King of the Nerds. Hosts Robert Carradine and Curtis Armstrong, who also serve as executive producers, will once again supervise the proceedings as competitors from across the nerd spectrum as they vie for the ultimate nerd title. King of the Nerds is set to kick off its third season on Friday, January 23rd at 9 p.m. only on TBS. Check it out, everyone. Check it out. And go to PeteHolmes.com for all your You Made It Weird uh, stuff. <laughs> stuff. And tour dates. Hope to see you guys out on the road. Check out King of the Nerds on TBS. And now, check out Grace Helbig on this show. The, <clears throat> on this show. <clears throat> get into it. Can't get any bigger for this room. I know. You're you're looking tall. Yeah. Are you wearing flats? Yeah. You are, you're, t- you're a tall lady. I'm a tall lady. I didn't know that. True. German I've, background. German? Germanic? Germanic. Proto, Proto-Indo-Germanic? Proto Is this where I should sit? Or should yeah, that, that's right. Okay. okay. Um, I like your sweatshirt. Thanks! It has cactus cacti on it. Yeah, I was unsure of it if it was like, I'm trying to be really quirky kind of sweatshirt. Yeah, but isn't part of it just owning that you're trying to be quirky? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah... I'm wearing the jacket from Fresh Prince. I'm trying to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no going back. I made a choice. <laughs> no, but it's very nice. How's Thank it going? You. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, things are good. I'm like brain dead because uh, I've just been flying on lots of planes. So. Why? Just going back and forth for like holidays and that sort of thing. Where's that? Where are you going to? I was going to um, the East Coast. My family's from New Jersey. Uh, yeah, beautiful New Jersey. Can I just Jersey. say something? So I'm at a bar the other night, right? Okay. And I'm I'm waiting uh, at the are you bar. Just bragging that you went to a bar. Yeah, I went out. <laughs> Actually, like you're so close to true. Like that's crazy because like when I go out, I really hope I run into a lot of people. <laughs> so and they can people. Yeah, it. that's what I'll, I'll Instagram and be like, I went out. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if we have this in common, but I am a real 
you know, sweatpants on the couch sort oh, of fella. That's yeah, becoming story of my entire life. I put jeans on today because I thought it was uh, a polite thing to do. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing. This, I have like a meeting after this. It's the only reason I'm wearing. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing like a shirt. Yeah. I would never wear a shirt. Uh, I, and I love uh, the feeling of sweat uh, sweatpants or PJ pants. Yeah. and staying in. And and then you know if I have a girlfriend now and then if you have a girlfriend there, right? You got the whole. It's the best. You got the whole package. And what else do you need? You do, and then food is so close. It's so close. It's so close. <laughs> and you know you can make your own drinks if you. I need was to. just gonna say. Yeah. We did a, a monologue on on the, on the old talk show, which you were wonderful yeah. on, about drinking at home, uh-huh. and it was really hard because I was trying to be like, I wanted to write a monologue about the the good parts of smoking, and we tried, okay. but like. It wasn't the network. It was us that yeah. was like, we don't want to like say it's, it's good to smoke. But we were trying to say that it's like it's a good excuse to leave a loud bar. And that yeah. was the line that said, I was like, I don't like smoking. I like leaving loud bars. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. And then like we did this whole monologue about uh, staying at home. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I was like, can we talk about how when you go to a bar – like it's kind of like the reason I'm telling you the story about being at the bar and yeah. waiting was I was waiting for like fi- like ten fifteen minutes for to a get drink. a drink. Yeah, and it wasn't crowded. It was just a slow bar and one guy. Ugh, yeah, it's always tough. And I am definitely not an aggressive person at a bar, even if it's, it's a crowded bar. Yep, I'm always so passive, and that it's like, why am I? What am I doing? Yeah. I will let people in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm f- I'm brimming with spite, that I, especially if it's a woman. Why? I don't know. And that's one of those things that a lot of women will have no problem being like. like Oh, thank yeah, you. I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stupid. The reason I was at the bar, so the line in the, a lot of things, the line in the monologue was, you know the bartender. When you're at mm-hmm. home, you know the bartender. Yeah. He knows exactly how you like it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't judge you. I was one time at the, at the improv uh-huh. and I ordered a, a double something. Right. Because I was hosting and I was going to be there all night. Sure. So I was like, give me a double. And he was like, okay. Like, he judged me. <laughs> like a cartoon character. It was, like, it was like a Christian cartoon. <laughs> like, even the bartender thinks you should slow down. At home, uh, like, uh, you're, you enjoy vodka. I love it, yes. Vodka in the freezer. Why the fuck? Why the fuck doesn't every bar realize that if you had, if it was on the menu, yeah. vodka from the freezer. Yeah. Uh, I, and if it was $13, I would be like, please bring me the vodka from the freezer. You go yeah. to like Bar Lubitsch and stuff, they're like, yeah. we're a vodka bar. Put it in the freezer. Make it cold. Make it cold. You're shaking it with that filthy ice. I know. That's Fuck the thing. Fuck you. That's the, the magic of alcohol is that it never it freezes. It doesn't freeze. <laughs> so. and that's like, it's like how Legolas can walk on snow. Yeah. They never have Legolas walk on snow. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's their superpower. Yeah, no. I didn't mean to get all... No, I'm watching no. Lord of the Rings. As I, I didn't realize that that was something he could do. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And Orlando Bloom, I'm always like, how'd they do that? That's the one thing I want to know. <laughs> and he kind of walks... He walks not not femininely, but he walks daintily. Oh, yeah. He like walks so lithe. He, lithe. Yeah. He, uh, he, and great hair. Yeah, and his hairline is phenomenal. It's beautiful. And he, you know, gets it real back in that tight... <laughs> That tight Elvis pony. I know. He brought braids back. That's what I think. He had, <laughs> he had little subtle braids in there and he, really he did. brought them back. He, yeah. Oh, he brought them back. Yeah, he brought I braids you meant back. From New Zealand. Like well, he kept <laughs> he kept the extension. Here's my personal knowledge of Orlando Bloom as an actor. He's a weird klepto. Why he's one of those why is he famous people for me? And then I'm curious right? to see what 
uh, what kind of person he's like in person in a setting that's like not an interview, just a normal social uh, setting. Yeah, what's the bloom like? Yeah. How does he bloom? How does he bloom? It's not that I don't think he deserves to be famous. I do think he's talented. Mm-hmm. I just want to go on the record sure. and not be anti-Orlando. Sure. I don't like Orlando, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. I was going to say location or actor. Disney World is, is great. Yeah. It's a great part of Florida. Anyway, <laughs> he... he uh, He's so famous. He kind of just went to superstar. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean. And and what else? I have no idea. He-, he he takes a great red carpet photo. Yep. I think that Gorgeous man. Yeah, he's I think who whatever team of like people that made him prettier than his natural ability to be pretty yeah. is did a really great job because I think he's one of those people that you look at and you're like, "Oh, that's a famous actor." Yeah. Even if you couldn't name a thing he's from. That's right. I think he just has that like effervescence that like kind of quiet right. confidence. He's Hera Knightley. He yeah, Hera Knightley. Yeah. They look so similar. <laughs> What is he, going on? That sounds like a girl name, though. I'm trying to go for he, <laughs> yeah. Hira Knightley. It's not working. It's, he could be, though. They, their faces are the same face. Yes. But we were saying, I was telling you. I'm at the bar. Well, I'm at the bar, and I so I'm waiting. Right. Really, I guess, oh, and cold vodka. Yeah, and cold shit. Well, here's what I heard that the reason, because I was bar. so concerned about, not concerned, but curious as to why bars never put any of their liquor in a refrigerator or freezer when that's all every college student did right. their entire like right. college career. Uh, yeah. And then someone told me that it's like the psychology of seeing all the bottles in the, oh, like, open, in the open. It makes you want to drink more. If they were tucked away and you had to like come up in your brain without okay. being like convinced by seeing it okay. in person. All right. We're going to open a bar called Chills. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody chill. None of the liquor is in the open. It's all in the freezer. Ooh, double meaning. Yeah. I, yes. And it's being chilled. Yeah. But we'll have dummy bottles. Yeah. That's what I always thought. When someone told me that, I was like, why don't they just have all Have the dummy bottles. bottles. Yeah. Fucking dumb shit. Fill it with iced tea like a movie set. You right. know what I mean? Right. And then ha- because uh, whiskey. Yeah. Put it in the freezer. Everything can go in the freezer. It's so good. <laughs> I've actually haven't had whiskey from the freezer. Put it in there. Why not? Why and and not? you feel I'll tell you, I feel like a little bit like a Philistine or something, like I'm doing mm-hmm. something wrong. Yeah. But people that like whiskey, first of all, they're fucking wrong. <laughs> like and I drink it, but it's yeah. gross. Yeah, it but has if, to be a particular like emotional night to drink whiskey. I agree. Thing. Yeah, me and my friend Oren <laughs> were just laughing last night about the idea of a Jamaican whiskey. Oh my and god! A commer- and we want to film it like yeah. a, a commercial. You're on a white sandy beach, and they're like, "Try Jamaican <laughs> scotch." No, it was Jamaican scotch. Jamaican so they're putting scotch. it in a pineapple, <laughs> and you're just like, oh. "Sandy beach, god, that'd be awful." It's so hot, and they just give you straight scotch. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Did you just put scotch in a pineapple? I did. <laughs> and then at the end, they're smoking weed out of a bagpipe. Uh, that's that's a commercial. It's perfect. When I had a TV show, we uh, would do it the next day. Uh, and now I'm in this netherland where I'm just like, oh, or I could just describe it on I'll the podcast. Just, just keep writing it down, I guess. <laughs> I emailed it to myself. <laughs> we have to. And now we have intellectual rights over it. Yeah. But uh, if you put scotch in the freezer, that okay, so they don't want to water it down with ice. Right. But what's wrong with it being so cold? It's amazing. That you don't need a cube of ice in it when you get it. Yeah. I know, because there's this now, there's this whole thing that 
I don't know if I'm on board with like the trend of like the fancy ice cubes, like the round ice yep, cubes, the yep. spherical on the ones. Rock. On the rock, is that what it's called? Well, yeah, if, oh. on the big rock, you oh, can God. say. Yeah, there's the uh, you can our pay. fucking cultureless I, culture, I know. grasping at culture. <laughs> I know, like we the, have nothing. A, yeah, the cocktail culture now of like all of these expensive cocktail like, yeah. makers and whatever. Yep. You can buy the spherical ice maker, but it's I like hundred. Isn't it like hundreds of dollars? Oh no, I just have one that's like a little. Uh, it's a little. It, it's made out of like the things they make the Batman suits out of. Like oh silicone. yeah, and yeah. And then you fill it from the top. Oh. And if you fill it with hot water, they come out really clear. That's but you never cool. use it. Right. It seems like more work than it's worth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is the absolute <laughs> example of more. I'm trying to get boiling water into <laughs> it's a like sphere. A rubber thing. Why? I don't know because to class culture. it up. Yeah. yeah, because I'm desperate for culture. Yeah. But I don't know why I'm always a little bit embarrassed. You know what I think it is? Is that I think if you have vodka and v- certainly whiskey sure. in the freezer, you're like, this is my medicine. Because yeah. like, it's, <laughs> it's hidden. I know. And it's so pleasant to drink. That's I think so people great. feel like they have to earn it. Like they have oh. to settle through the burn of it. Yeah. Whereas like a, a frozen whiskey, you can throw it back like Gatorade. Now I'm like, I'm very curious to try this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're all great. And a little dash of bitters in there. I used to call it the, Ooh. I used to call it the Hobgoblin because <laughs> it looked like one of the, uh, I'm not even a big comic book person, sure. but the Hobgoblin was the guy that fought Spider-Man that threw pumpkins. Yeah. And it looked like a pumpkin. Like if you put it in the right glass. <laughs> oh, if you put it in the pumpkin glass. <laughs> <laughs> You're creating a counter cocktail culture. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope it takes off. But please, if any, like, we're not restaurant-tenures. No. But if someone is listening, yeah. just open a fucking bar where all the liquor is frozen. Yeah. You I, fucking idiot. I, Why are we thinking of this? I don't understand. There's got to be something that we're missing where they're like... Oh, if you that, put it in there for over 90 days, the FDA. Yeah. So I'm like, I, Shut up. I drink your well vodka anyway. It's not going to get that much better, yeah. but at least make it cold. Yes. Make, <laughs> uh, so then, like, if you want to order it cold in a bar, right. right? you have to say stupid shit. Like, Ugh. could I get a vodka on the rocks, but could you shake it? Yeah. And I've gotten more like, what? What? So th- I have to order a martini. Oh, yeah. And then I have to say, no vermouth on the rocks. Can I get a, no a, olive? Yeah, dirty vodka martini, no dirt, and no vermouth, <laughs> just vodka. We really are circling around the real problem, which is like, give me the cleanest, purest, most drinkable <laughs> alcohol. It's our problem. It's now. our problem. It's not <laughs> the bar's problem. <laughs> two, two alcoholics screaming, why won't they freeze it for us? Put it in the freezer. But like, people, people want to get uh, drunk at a bar, make yeah. it a little bit nicer. Yeah, especially out here in Los Angeles where the weather's just, like, so warm all the time that Fuck a cold you. drink yes. is, like, the greatest thing. Yeah. We're, we're not in Madison. You can't put the bottle right. in the snow. <laughs> yeah. And how much trick. does it cost to run a freezer? Are you telling me it's so, like, every they house... They have freezers anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. They have that ice machine. Yeah. Throw it in the ice machine. Yeah, just let it sit there for a little but bit. But that's not even enough. I want yeah. it in a freezer. Every house in the 1950s had that huge fuck-off fish stick freezer oh, in the basement. yeah. Telling me those are rich people? Nope. <laughs> Line it with vodka. <laughs> that was a working-class family with the fish sticks you and the popsicles. You open a bar that's lined with all of those freezers around the outside. Yes! With a variety of bottles. And oh, and they're all choose. see-through. Yeah, so, so you, you can, like, can go, I'm going to drink more. <laughs> yeah. I can see them, so I'll drink more. I didn't realize I felt so strongly about this. No, well, same. You, you love you love vodka. I was actually thinking about it. You and Chelsea Handler come to mind as like powerful, empowered women in show business 
that are very open about enjoying vodka. Sure. Uh, I mean, I like drinking, and I think it's more evident because two of my closest friends have uh, successful YouTube shows that are have the word drunk or drink in the title. And that's like the premise is that you drink. Yeah, like drunk? my friend Hannah Hart does My Drunk Kitchen, where she just gets drunk and cooks in her kitchen every episode. <laughs> and it's fantastic and has been hugely successful. And then Mamrie Hart. What millions of moms have been doing, uh, for, sadly. Yeah. She has a GoPro. She has, I know. She has a light, a camera, and some sort of like uh, kind of nerdy lesbian charm that everyone loves so much. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's so great to is see her. Is she showing you how to cook? No, she's trying, but she's always failing. The thing is, she just gets really drunk and it just falls to shit. And so the best part is that she's an intelligent, like, charming person. Yeah. So for some reason, watching her get really drunk, you don't worry at all. You're just like, oh, look at her go. Because you don't want it to be too sad. Right, exactly. Like, Welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, she doesn't have a problem. Yeah. And she'll never have a problem. Look, she's so positive and optimistic. Well, you seem like you're a, f- like a fun drink. I'm not really. Like, I, yeah. So I did a show here last night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was phenomenal. And that, I hate to be that person, but yeah. that is what really gets me going. Mm-hmm. More than alcohol, more than any drug yeah. or anything. God, I really hate saying this for some reason. Because <laughs> I really, if someone said that to me, was like, my drug is the stage. I'd be like, fucking get out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, if they say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's an asshole. My drug is the stage. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Who are but you saying truth, this to? But it doesn't, nothing feels as good as that for me. Yeah. And, and you could go like, oh, poor Pete needs affirmation. Yeah. No, it's fucking like surfing. Yeah. The crowd is creating this amazing wave and you're yeah. riding it and it's a thrill. It feels great. It Absolutely. feels amazing. So then I go to a bar and you'd think I would have like 1980s Boston comedy scene style would have wanted to keep the party going and yeah. get fucked up but I didn't because yeah. the alcohol is actually kind of bringing me back down yeah you're yeah it's bringing like a sadness out it brings the sadness <laughs> and then I'm like yeah but what's the point yeah, exactly. it's already forgotten like, uh, it's fleeting yeah I'd almost uh, rather eat which is what I did I ate oh, some fries and stuff but like him. but the thing you seem like uh, and the times that I've seen you yeah. uh, drinking, which which aren't many, I just mean like a party sure. or something. Yeah, you seem like a social person um, that drinks. Uh, yeah, is that true or not? Yes and no. Uh, I I do consider myself like first and foremost like a total introvert. Ooh. That like I prefer same that you were talking about earlier. Like PJs. Yeah, I prefer like staying in rather than yeah. going out. And I think LA also like makes that a lot easier to do. It sure does. Than New York. I spent a lot of time in New York recently and I used to live in New York and so I forgot that it's so easy to get really drunk in New York and, every single yeah. night. And there's just cabs and bars are open till four. There's yeah. a bar every five feet. Uh and so out here, yeah, it does feel a little like like an effort to go out yep. and to like, you have to make a point, you have to make a plan. And yep. in New York, you really don't need a plan or a reason. <laughs> I have to say that Uber is just changing. Yeah. LA. I think Uber has really changed this town. It really, really has. It's so easy. More to... people go out now, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's easier to go out and without like the guilt or worry of like, well, I am driving, so right. I can't have that social drinking experience that right. I actually want. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I like drinking. I like drinking with friends. I like drinking with people that are, are good to drink with. That are like, uh, I think I that's probably maybe everyone's hope to drink with someone that's fun to drink with. Yeah, I don't really know too many people that get better when they drink. No, but I, I do know as I get... I <laughs> they know. think they do. I know. Uh, I think... Uh, also, as I've gotten older, I've realized, like, 
yeah, that same thing of, I don't want to drink that much anymore. Like, I don't need to. When I was going up through improv classes at the the People's Improv Theater, you know, there's the whole, like, drinking culture of right. you do a show well, on a Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you do a show. It's a really great show. You're jazzed about the show. Everyone goes to the bar, like, that bar after every show. Mm-hmm. And you get really drunk till, like, 4 a.m. And right. then you wake up and do whatever it is that you do. And so now it's just like... Oh, that's so tiring to me. Yeah. <laughs> just the thought of waking up the next day and being like, ah, still doesn't totally stop me from doing it. Right. But I feel <laughs> like at least the thought. I'm the is same in the way. Brain. I yeah. got that conversation with many uh, people in their 40s on this show that are like, I just can't do it. Anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just not worth it. Because your brain starts to finally draw the neural pathway between the yeah. pain and, and the drinking, well, whereas before you could put it out of your mind. Hannah and Mamrie and I do a lot of um, touring live shows called The No Filter Show, and we drink before the show, during the show, after the show, and it's always, I feel like, after the tours, I'm just like a hollow, dry sponge that yeah. is just yeah. so worn out from well, putting my body through such absolutely. intense like consumption. My parents were just in town for the They came here for Christmas, yeah. and the first three days... My, my family just does not work. <laughs> okay, well, there's that. <laughs> so, like, what we would do, mm-hmm. a number of us, not all of us, but we'd, we would drink a little bit, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, my girlfriend and I were certainly drinking when, sure. we, when we went out. But that only worked... For th- they were here for a week, which Ooh, is preposterous. That's a lot. They were in a hotel, but it was preposterous yeah, that's seeing a, them. A lot of entertaining. But we did that for 19 years, 18, 19. Jeez, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. with them every day yeah. for 19. Yeah, it's, it's insane to consider that. So we're drinking, and I was sober that whole time. Yeah. So we were drinking, and then like after three days of drinking to kind of like make it make socially Fine, lubricate yeah. your family. You were like, it's just not working anymore. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't want to. Yeah. And I, I'd rather just, like, be in reality and, yeah. like, suffer. I know. Also, <laughs> family, at that at that point, I feel like three days is pushing it because yes. all conversations exhausted. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. They, know, they make the joke. They go, oh, yeah, Pete, after three days, guests are like fish. They start to stink. <laughs> then why did you book seven days? I know. And my mom was like, don't worry about us. We'll be fine. Day two, she was like, Peter, we're bored. I know, that's... We're bored. I was like, what do you want to sell a screenplay? There's nothing to do in this fucking town. You want to walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? There's no bar with cold ice, cold vodka. I know. It was fucking it excruciating. Is, this is a hard town to entertain family, I've learned. And what do you do? There's nothing. I, uh, my parents were in town over the holidays, which is weird because I saw my, uh, my parents are divorced and remarried and I saw all of my they family. They remarried? Uh, no, divorced and remarried other people. Oh, I thought it was one of those. No, not one of those like weird fairy tales. I never like, yeah, <laughs> it's like a German fairy tale yeah. where, and then the cat ate the woman's vagina. <laughs> You're like, that's the ending? <laughs> Fuck these European fairy tales, and then it's like, and then the couple that hated each other got back, and they're always yeah. so proud when they do it. It's like, uh, ah, she's the one for me. And you're like, you'll be divorced in four months. Yeah, or you are just drinking more and repressing all of the freedom that you had for a fleeting moment. Or yes, yeah, or you, uh, maybe some of them are true romance, but I have yeah. to think that some of them were like, no, we're deeply codependent. Yeah. And I realize I can't function on a basic level without Claire. My fear of being alone trumps my need for happiness. That's right. That's right. Oh, it's God. terrifying. Yes. Uh, but my family was in... I, I saw all of them over Thanksgiving, and then I saw them again... Uh, 
a couple more times in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Then I saw them for Christmas. And then my mom, my stepdad came out here to Los Angeles because they had, they, my stepdad's like a truck driver. My mom works at a special needs school. So they have to put in their vacation time at the start of the year. And so they had this trip planned forever to come here over New Year's and like see the Rose Bowl floats and whatever. And I, at that point, when they got here, I was already planning on doing New Year's in New York. So I came back for them for a couple days and then literally just was like, I'm, I, I, I can't do anything yeah. else. I like we've talked. Even like Christmas was a stretch because we talked. I about can't believe everything. You saw them way too much. And I have, but the thing was, I hadn't seen them like for eight months leading up to that. Yeah. because I hadn't been back to the well, East Coast. What's gonna happen? Uh, yeah, exactly. What like the, we've skyped, and, and then I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> like you have to make things up. Mm-hmm. That's when I fought crime for a weekend. They saw a dramatic uh, decrease in street crime. <laughs> <laughs> and you just throw up on yourself. <laughs> Whoa! Just, just have something I'm to just talk about. Trying to be interesting. I don't. Well, know. who planned the holidays? Ser- yeah. The pagans, I suppose. Well, yeah. the pagans had uh, Christmas. That's like the winter solstice. Yeah. And then we, us fucking dummy pilgrims, right. were like, let's let's have Thanksgiving in November every year. Yeah. And then, How about make it? What's wrong with uh, like, October? Yeah, or even like summer Thanksgiving. There you go. A reason to see them in the summer. Turkey is a great hot meat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Though I will say, like cold turkey uh, leftovers from Thanksgiving is like one of my favorite. Foods. I'll take anything cold. <laughs> I love cold. It's like the Me vodka. Too. I love cold food. I you love- can taste it better. Yeah, and you can get it in faster. Yep. <laughs> right. I just before I left, I had cold. Really garlicky tomato like pasta from a, from a restaurant too. Oh, that's you know like what I mean. My my favorite <gasps> like food is like cold uh, fried rice leftovers the uh, next morning, or and like, it's like a glacier. Mein. Yeah, <laughs> and like you break off chunks and like yeah. debris falls down. It's really just of delicious. The rice. Yep. Uh, yeah, cold, cold noodles. Chinese food is amazing. It's uh, yeah, I think that might be my favorite food. When people are like, "What's your favorite food?" I'm like, "Cold Chinese food leftovers." It's funny they did this thing where they asked a bunch of chefs, like mm-hmm. you know, like fancy fancy chefs. And their their favorite foods were all like cold meatloaf sandwich, like my yeah. mom's meatloaf with ketchup on white bread. No, like, that's the like best thing you can avocado eat. foams or whatever. No, <laughs> what I want is to start with an avocado foam bath <laughs> and then just a little turmeric. No one likes turmeric. I don't even know what it tastes like. Me neither. Here's something I've never said. Mm, the turmeric. I've never said it. I know what uh, dill tastes like. Yeah, and cilantro. Are you a person that cilantro tastes like soap? I like it. I'm not. Okay, so, and yeah. What if I was I'm like, not. yes, I am. I love it. <laughs> it tastes like yeah, what? my mom's favorite. It's so weird that that's one of the lines of demarcation of, of humanity as I a species. Do, I do not understand it. That the soap people. Yeah, I, I, and because I don't have that quality in yeah. me, so I cannot understand it. I'm and weird with, yeah. It's just strange. It's just, and I only learned about this like a couple years ago. Yeah. And I thought that when someone told me, I was like, that's not, that's ridiculous. It was one of the soap people? Yeah. It was yeah. like, I can't eat it. Yeah, it tastes like soap. Some yeah, people say it tastes like soap. Like, soap that is, is absurd. fragrant. Like, I've wanted to bite my soap. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I just bought, like, my soap currently is, uh, well, I have a little sliver of an old bar on a new bar. Okay. The old bar, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna love this. Can't wait. This is real Gavin yep. like gals right here. Yep. Pink lemonade. Hit okay. it. Okay, from where? I'm telling you it's good. 
And the other one is a more masculine scent. Oh, it's so a chocolate you're... almond. That's the one I like. Oh, chocolate. <laughs> That's more masculine. <laughs> so basically you That's yeah, just... a man. That's like a Tom Selleck yeah. scent. <laughs> <laughs> so them mixed together, you just smell like, uh, well, it tastes like a your... bridal brunch or something. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like I just unwrapped a pink shirt. <laughs> That everybody thought was cute to give me a picture. Yeah, shirt. exactly. I like. I, I bought that soap at uh, Bumbershoot, and I don't know, I don't know if it it's a festival. So they have all these like uh, tents set oh, up. Oh, gotcha. And I loaded up on all this uh, vegan soap. Oh, vegan soap. It's vegan. Well, a, a lot of soap is vegan, but then a lot of people got hip to the fact that some people want it to be vegan. Oh, so they Although, want to make it a label. I guess some of them use animal fat. Yeah, I have to imagine it's like an animal fat, like right. Fight Club. <laughs> Why not? No, this, uh, yeah, soap and that whole like industry of like body oils, cleansers, all of that is becoming it. absurd, kind of. Yeah. Have you gone to Lush or heard of Lush? I know what Lush is. Yeah. Handmade makeup or something? It's like handmade soaps I don't and believe bath any bombs of it. and Here's all why of I don't it. believe any of it. Yeah. All of that shit, makeup, yeah. moisturizers, it's a fucking dumping ground mm-hmm. for the chemical industry. And oh, it's yeah. absurd to put it on like the most absorbent thing we have, which is our skin. Yeah. I used to use that stuff. You just use coconut oil. Yeah. Just use coconut. It's so good. It's so hydrating. That's Everything. Like if we could just get the people that made Orlando Bloom a star <laughs> behind coconut oil, <laughs> we, we would be in business. Just need Jennifer Aniston to promote it. That's right. Or done. One solid. of the problems with coconut oil is it does too much. We it like things that do one thing. Right? You can yeah. cook with it and put it on your person. You can cook with it. It's good for weight loss because it's like an appetite suppressant. It's in this. Oh, you eat it? There's a, it's in this too. Oh. You, yeah, absolutely. You can eat it with a fucking spoon. It's very high in calories, so you got to watch it. <laughs> it's really good for your hair, hair right. growth. Your it's hair good skin. for your skin. It's a natural lubricant. Okay. Like, I, I've used it for fucking, and it's amazing there you go. because it tastes like fucking coconut. You fucking idiots with your KY squirting some shit <laughs> that heats up. Oh, I like it because it heats up. What is that? Something that saves you from frostbite during a skiing accident? It's yeah. fucking gross. And we know Pete Holmes, he loves cold sex. <laughs> I don't, I don't bring heat into this. I will say I will overheat during sex. Oh, yeah. Like if, if you get too hot, if yeah. you get too hot, everything's ruined. It's awful. And then you're just like, oh. <laughs> I'm not sexy. Uh, sweaty. I'm not a sweaty person. Well, do you... Okay, here's a question. Do Hit you it. take baths? I would if I had like a dope ass tub. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, the the thing about Lush is that they make these bath bombs that mm. everyone is into, which yes. I'm so perplexed by. It's just these like dissolvents that you throw in their little spheres. Yes. And you put them into your bath and they like... A lot of them have arrays of colors that just kind of like disperse into your bathtub. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of like beauty gurus on YouTube in that space that just like swear by these and always Instagram or video that they're taking a bath with their lush bath bomb. And it's just like I want purple, an ingredient muddy list. water. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's the best. I want an ingredient list. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny. So Henry Rollins did the podcast yesterday. Uh-huh. And we were talking about you're not buying the book, you're buying the time that you think you'll have to read the book. Right. So you're oh, buying yeah. leisure. Yeah. So when you tell me about sizzling bath salts, yeah. I would buy something like that. Or if I was in a hotel, I would want to like try and use it. Yeah. Uh, because that's where a dope-ass tub would be. Yeah. But it's the idea, like even you saying that, I bet a lot of people are like, I got to try this lush bath. But you're really hooking onto the idea that you would have 90 minutes to sit in hot water. I, yeah, that's not. That, that's too long. But no, you know I, I mean? barely, yeah, I, well, I barely take showers <laughs> because I feel like it's a hassle. 
Really? Yeah. I love a good shower. Well, it... Long shower. Only a long shower after, like, you know, uh, a long physical journey of some sort. Where you're really getting it out. Yeah. Everything that came out, get it all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or after, like, a lot of built-up regrets, just, like, the idea of washing it clean. Well, yeah, it's also alone time. I've said that many times in bad relationships. The (laughs) the shower can be your only place. (laughs) Like, if if you're in a real clingy, codependent one where it's like, I'm going to take a shower, like, you just you're drying off from a shower right, you're gonna right. get in the shower again <laughs> yeah. i just need time to think and i'd listen to uh green day oh yeah oh sweet sweet green day <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace green day. i had questions for you that from all of that i can't remember what we were talking about though we're talking about baths baths and you don't okay. like showers I yeah, I just it just feels like a hassle. What I'm about like, listening to music, making it like music time? Yeah, that I'm into. Yeah, I also am into now drinking a beer in the shower. You know, I I, I applaud that. You it's, know what it is? <laughs> it's liberty. I have never. This is what I did when my parents were in town, uh, and they were staying at my. I just got a new place out here, and they stayed like for two days in the hotel, and then when I went back to New York, they stayed in my place. Um, and like the whole day that we were like getting ready for me to go to the airport, we had, um, done some stuff and then we had like some downtime. And the thing is my parents are very, you know, traditional suburban parents. They love television and I don't have cable hooked up in my place yet. Yeah. That's, that was one of the weapons I used to keep (laughs) my parents out of my house. Oh, It's like, you can hang out here, but I, we can't watch the game, dad. I know. It's such a bummer. And so like, literally I had like four hours of trying to get. We had like four hours of downtime before I had to go to the airport, and we had done all of the activities that could be done. Mm. And so I was just packing, and I was like, I'm going to take a shower, and literally like snuck a beer into the shower yep. with me while they yep. just sat on the couch and watched their iPad mini. They, yeah. got, they have a CBS app on their iPad mini, and they, both of them were just watching that. On a mini, yeah, too. Not like, even the full. Oh. I, I'm totally with you, because when you're with your parents, you're, mm-hmm. you're in a time portal yeah if you're anything like me and you start to feel a little bit like a child again yes i have to imagine they also feel a similar transformation where yeah. they feel like oh, themselves they, raising you yeah they just wanted to help like my parents are great like wonderfully big-hearted people they're yep. super kind and sweet uh and so they they just wanted to feel like they were doing something helpful for that's me. right yeah but, so literally like Kind of best case scenario, I came back and my house was like perfectly clean, yeah. like every laundry's up? done. Yeah, they're just like there's nothing oh, yeah, to wash. Put your so. weed pipe in this uh, closet over yeah, there. But, yeah, exactly. And I threw it in the goddamn garbage, Grace. Yeah, I organized <laughs> all of your dildos so. <laughs> from color, yeah. uh, size and color. Oh uh, yeah, this pink one is preposterous. <laughs> Yeah, they're so sweet, but yeah, it's uh, it's tough. But no, I understand because if you want to uh, reassert your adulthood, yeah. And one of the things that I'm having a really hard time with my parents is inviting them to enjoy me as an adult. Oh yeah, I'm just like just like you don't have to do my laundry, right? But like it kind of, like it's a threat to them. It's like another regime. I think they don't know how to. I actually ha- started to have this conversation with my mom. Um, and about, then she just started weeping. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> and then literally like on the way to the airport, and I was like, "Well, that's my terminal, bye, guys." That's uh, great. No, I had the conversation that yeah, there there are like you establish roles as you grow up. That these are the parents; these provide you your rules. The these are the you know authority figures in your life, and then no one really teaches you how to readjust yourself to become a peer yes. instead of like. Uh, 
low status, high status. Yeah, let's be peers. I know, and that's what my mom was saying to me, and I was like, that is so interesting because yeah, you're you're taught to be a you or you innately figure out how to be a parent, yeah. and you become a child by association. Yeah. But parents are never taught how to become a peer to it's their like child. They need a weekend. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they need, need to have a, like something. an adult health class that like shows them how to now befriend their yes. children. Your child is. Yeah. You're in your twenties. I'm in my thirties. But we're grown fucking people. Uh, you taught me how to take care of myself, so you don't have to keep taking. You should care be proud. <laughs> yeah. You should be proud that my laundry is done. But my mom. When she sees the washer dryer, because I, I just got a new place and I have a washer dryer oh, now, yeah. first time in my life. Congrats, it's I think amazing, right? She wants to light them on fire. She hates them. <laughs> Why? Because that's her thing. She still thinks that's oh. her, her thing. Because I'm over here in LA and she's back in Boston. And I think she thinks that if I lived even an hour away, yeah, so that even you if would I lived come in, and bring the laundry, that I would house. still be like, please oh. help me out and please cook me a chicken <laughs> yeah. dinner. It's yeah, that's her liaison to you. Exactly. Yeah. But the better liaison, there's mm-hmm. intellectual li- liaisons, yeah. there's conversational liaisons. Yeah. There's just like enjoying films or reading the same book. Right. Like, it's almost like I'm actually trying to kind of like have a little bit of a book club with my mom, where it'll be like, oh, that's sweet. It does sound sweet, but we probably won't. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it does sound very, very sweet. But I'm yeah. just kind of like. They're books I've already read, so she'll read them, oh, yeah. and then we can talk about them. Yeah. She's like, nobody knows. Like, I gave her like the power of now, and she's like, nobody sure. I know wants to talk about the power of now. Right. I'll, I'll talk about it with you every right, once right, in a right. while because I, I really love that book. But um, the, so my mom comes to my house, and one of the first things she does, and I, you have to understand, this is her sense of humor. Uh-huh. But I have a Buddha in my garden. Uh-huh. It's not a garden; it's like a yard. Sure. And she like she goes like, I cast it out, Lord. <laughs> and, <laughs> See, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's it's great. funny. Like if you yeah. saw it in a movie. Oh god, it's great. Big laugh in the theater. Yeah. And my mom is a funny person, right? And an intelligent person. So yeah. she's not she's not the mom from Devil's Advocate, sure. where she's like, get this demon out. Yeah. But it t- she it takes her naturally occurring feeling, which is I don't want my son into Buddha. <laughs> yeah. So she probably has like a reasonable flare up of just kind of like that's unfamiliar and I don't like it. <laughs> I-, I raised him to love the Lord, not right. this fat guy and then so she but then she heightens it yeah. for comedy but it's also you know there's a kernel of truth in it yes. and she pushes it over <gasps> she toppled <laughs> like it's a pretty big Buddha did it break? no no oh. no if it had broken I would have been like <laughs> but I but I, mean, I, just, I calmly was like like it's like training a dog or something like, mom please don't do that <laughs> like you have to be like mom mother I would appreciate if you didn't do that but you want to just be like my therapist Dr. Gary Penn whose book is available now he said he was like, wouldn't it just be, wouldn't it feel good mm-hmm. if instead of that, yeah. even though that's funny, instead of that, it is inappropriate. Right. Like if I came to her house, this is his point. Yeah, you just took and, a cross off the yeah. wall and threw it on the ground. And was like, I prefer Buddha. <laughs> Bring me Buddha's delight. And someone brings me stir-fried <laughs> Was this eggplant? I don't care for that. But like instead meeting me as, as you said, yeah. up here yeah. and saying, I raised you. I know you. Yeah. I know some of what's in your brain. Could you just tell me over why? tea? Yeah. Why do you like this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddhism isn't even a religion. You know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 it's certainly spiritual, but it's not a religion. Sure. It doesn't replace your religion. Sure. But what if it fucking did? The funny thing was, there's a, there's a, I don't even know who it is because it belonged to the people that had the house before me. Mm-hmm. But there's like a, uh, I think it's Vishnu. Yeah. There's a Vishnu in the garden as well, but she didn't know who that was, so she didn't knock it over. <laughs> it was okay for she her. She was to- like, that might be Mary Magdalene. <laughs> 
And she's just, it's a Halloween costume. Uh, Look at that goofy god, Peter. That's a goofy god. But I do applaud your mom for committing to her own kind of quote unquote joke. She did do a bit. I do see a stubbornness and a you will listen to me that is essential to do comedy that certainly occurs in my mom. But I, 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 mourn mm-hmm. the lost opportunity to have your parents calmly be like, well, clearly yeah. you've moved in this direction or this direction or this direction. Right. And let's just talk about it. I'm not threatened by it for I too am a three-dimensional, sure. wholly realized person. And it, could you tell me about this or could you tell me about yeah. like, any of the weird things? Well, that that's that's what I'm starting to realize as an adult that like you, you uh, I guess – because there's like the status that you're taught as a child that you you want your parents to be the ones that initiate like a peer relationship and yeah. you're like frustrated when you're like you're the parent why aren't you figuring this out right. but then you realize oh I'm an adult now right. it should be my turn what a crack to of be shit, yeah to initiate this it is it's hard it's weird Wait, who has the time no one does as so, a, the way I picture my childhood it was just an open day and me and the parents <laughs> So they had do you all... have brothers and sisters? I do. I have an older brother. Okay. And uh, yeah, what's your? What do you want to know? No, I didn't know if it was just you and your parents growing yeah, up. Yeah, I the just whole didn't time. know if I should fill you in on my brother. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't care to know him. Uh, well, you have brothers on either side. Yeah, I have all brothers. I have uh, two two brothers and two stepbrothers. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it's a broken home. <laughs> I cast it out. I cast it Same out. Same bit. I was just kidding. Uh, so you have two stepbrothers at, from the second marriage. Well, I have a stepbrother on either side, oh. and then two brothers, and I'm kind so of, they're competitive. No, I'm actually I'm close with one stepbrother. I'm not really close with the other stepbrother. He's kind of got his own life in Virginia right now. And, okay. Uh, so, uh, but he's in we, Virginia right now, listening to this podcast. I know. Be like, <laughs> all I want is sort of reach out. Uh, <laughs> no, my stepbrother lives out here in LA, uh-huh. so uh, it's so. been yeah. So it's been easier to like be close. So what you know, it kind of goes yeah. back to my vodka question. So the so the Chelsea Handler show business, yeah. open empowered women that like vodka, mm-hmm. and then also. So I'm thinking about. I'm just wondering, is there something about it that's a little bit like empowered? So you're with all these boys, and boys sure. dicks are just imposing, <laughs> yeah. and they're like cigars. And George Burns talks about how the cigar is the official like accessory to comedy uh-huh. because it stinks. It fills the room. It affects everyone near it. So Uh that's kind of like stand-up. You go on stage and you kind of take over the room kind Uh of like cigar smoke. And that is certainly on one level like an imposing and arguably masculine thing. So then here you are with boys and you're drinking vodka. I wonder if that's something that you're kind of being like, hey, fuck everybody. I'm here to to play ball too. Yeah. Well, I think – Not that um, women can't play ball. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And it's interesting because I had this – I I worked with BuzzFeed on a video – Last year, and it ended up being like uh, uh, how to tell if you're like ladylike or not. Uh-huh. And BuzzFeed has this really interesting way in which they they bring in like content creators that have like a clear voice or a clear audience. And like psychologically, like we sat in a room and we broke down like the categories of how I categorize like my personality, myself, my being, and like who that appealed to. And when it broke down, it's like I'm uh, like 
what what we call a uh, a lady girl like the same way you say like he's a man boy or whatever yeah. he's a he's oh, an adult that's girl. kind of like a, a child but yeah. so it's like tomboy ish but also like I don't know how to be an adult really right but uh, which and, is very popular right uh, but at the same time there's like a lack of feminism there because I've been raised around all boys you mean lack of femininity femininity yep. sure yeah yep. and um. And so they I was actually asking. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, trust yeah. me, I've been asked, "Are you a feminist?" a million times. Um, so yeah, there's a lack of femininity there because of the boyism that's been right. around me. Right. And uh, and yeah, so it's. I don't think it's like me making a statement about like this is the type of person I am. I think it's, it's just, just like this is the type of person I am. I've realized this, and right. I've tried to be like the girl, girl girl, girl, whatever that right, is. Right. Who knows what that is? Right. And it's it's really hard to do and that's not who you are. Right. So this is the only thing I know how to do. But like undercooked is so like needing to grow or move or mm-hmm. change or like even a drunk person cooking, like yeah. your friend, some sort of lack is so much funnier than like a, a fully formed. Oh yeah. It's just like real. This is really who I am. Right. All of us as people are imperfect. I and need so- help. I think it's kind yeah. of like showcasing imperfections rather than because there's so much with YouTube and with making web videos, you can edit out anything that you don't want to be shown. I know. And I think a lot of the success of someone like Hannah doing my drunk kitchen is that all of like the sloppiness is the show. Like right. all of the imperfections, all of like the human qualities of right. it are what's showcased. It's the opposite of like yeah. if you watch TV food in network. the 50s or Food Network. Yeah, it's the opposite of these like pristine a, yeah. kitchens and all of that. Yeah. I used to have a bit about how badly I. I wanted to see Rachel Ray cut herself, not <laughs> not to hurt herself, right? But just for a genuine moment, for a moment, yeah. Just so she could be like, "I'm making a Sammy with EVO, <laughs> a motherfucker!" Like it was a good bit. Throws the garbage bowl at the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just yeah. something real. Yeah, yeah, and something in need, and that's so Absolutely. much funnier. Absolutely. But like the idea of women in the uh, in the fifties, like with the white gloves, yeah. singing pristinely behind like a weird looking guy yeah. with an over. Bite. Oh. <laughs> I took her down to the water. To the water. <laughs> Why did I make it a spiritual? I it got yeah, there. I did. That suddenly it was a black church. <laughs> suddenly it was a black church in the I couldn't do it. One lucid dream. So, who, which dad, which dad are you closer with? Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, of your parents, who who did you bond with more? Um, who you, I, I mean, it sounds like you love both of them, obviously. Oh, yeah. I love both of them very, very much. But my, my dad had visitation, so when we hung out with my dad, it was always like, we have this much time to hang out. Like The so, Bachelor. Yeah. There's helicopter rides around exactly. now. <laughs> I love this guy. But and your also, mom's like, get real. I know. My mom's like, you have to go to the dentist. And yeah. dad's like, let's go play soccer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how it was, like, all growing up. But the good thing is my dad is, like, he's very much a uh, sporty person, athletic person. And he doesn't understand, like, technology or computers or any of that. So mm. every time we went down to my dad's house, we were always going outside. We were always, like, sitting down and watching TV. We'd watch, like, SNL together, which mm. is – I learned – I uh, Live or you'd watch it on tape? We'd watch it on Saturday nights. And, um, it, live was, like, from a, New York? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> live from New York. <laughs> and uh, – the funny part about that is like this is how I learned that I'm not a very musically inclined person mm-hmm. is that I was dating a guy in college and he came to my dad's house when we were all there for the weekend and we were all watching Saturday Night Live and we I didn't realize that this happened but like after the show was done he looked at me he's like 
So you realized that as soon as the musical guest came on, your dad turned off the TV and you all just started talking to each other. And then we turned it back on as soon as the musical guest was done. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, we did it both times that they performed on the show. And none of us had any idea. And that's just how we watched SNL all the time. And yeah, it was, Waste of time. I said, nope. No, don't need that culture. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. that. I, I feel like a lot of people tune out during the music. It is yeah. a weird thing. It's like comedy, it's- comedy, 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 Bush. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. You're trying to appeal to everybody. You're trying to make something for everyone. I understand. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so my dad and I got closer when I was in college, which was, which was good because it started to become that more peer relationship. When did they get divorced? When I was like... Three. Was it your fault? <laughs> yeah, it was me. It was me. It was me. So you don't even really remember them No, together. that's the thing is that this is completely normal to me. When someone says that their parents are still married, I find that very bizarre. Oh, I say my parents are still together, unfortunately. Yeah. That's my, that's my go-to <laughs> yeah. joke. And I say it in front of them. This is not a secret. I'm Perfect. like, these people are still together, Maybe that's why your mom hates your Buddha. <laughs> Stop waking him up! <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been like, this is what I know. Yeah. And for me, I think it's uh, uh, looking back and like reflecting on it as an adult and understanding like the parameters and understanding my parents as people rather than my parents and like how hard a divorce is to go through. Right. And at the time, like financially and everything that was happening in their lives when they did that, it's like, oh, you guys are really great that you realize, even though you have three children, that this is not a relationship you should be in anymore. Yeah. And you found much better relationships. Oh, you're, so you're proud of Yeah, I'm super proud of them because they're both in really, really great relationships now. And who, so it's who, like, do you know who kind of pulled the trigger? Um, I know like some of it and that's one of the things that's like on my adult to-do list is to like actually sit down with my parents and like talk to them about it and figure out like what what was what was happening yeah but i also am like do i need to know that i don't know well when you say you're proud it's it almost becomes it becomes something you do want to know as much as you can sure yeah as strange as it is with my own divorce the more i look at it it really is you're just like this phenomenal thing And it really did start with this strange act of courage on the part of my wife to say, yeah. I'm not happy. I don't like where this is going. And sure. I think I can do better. Not just me. Why take that so personally? Like, I can do better than this guy. Right. Just I can do better with life. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a <laughs> happiness level that I think I can get to somehow. Right. But I need to change things to get there. And there's a type of growth that this motherfucker, meaning me, needs to do without me. Yeah. Like no yeah. matter how long those showers are. <laughs> yeah. He can't well, do the growth. It's yeah, and I've clear I've never been through a divorce, yeah. but there seem there's so many layers of things that happen on emotional It's crazy, things. man. We talk about change and we talk about pain and growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So romantically after yeah. the fact, and you forget just how fucking unpleasant and painful it is at the oh, time. Yeah, your brain forgets pain, like forgets like the, That's the actual right. tangible you pain. You completely like, erase the child's you're birth, like, basically. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I know that that was a hard time, but it was just, not hard in It hindsight. becomes a folk song. Yeah. You're like, and she laughed. And you're like, it hurt in your bones. Oh, God, yeah. So then when change or something unfamiliar comes back to you, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel romantic or good at all. You're yeah. just like, no, I just want this out of here. Yeah. I want it over. Yeah. And then uh, and then you need to r- remind yourself that sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you go straight to the freezer, get the cold Get that cold, cold, cold. 
get that cold, cold, cold time machine. Let's wipe this day from the record. I will say that going back to alcohol, every once in a while, and I, t- I think I tweeted. No, I talked about it on the on the podcast. And a lot of people, some days are just. Uh, video game Chinese food and drinking. Oh, yeah. And I say to my girlfriend, I'm all about complete honesty, whereas that is something that maybe, first of all, I probably would never have done that in the past, but now I have just more things on my brain or whatever excuse you'd like here. Maybe I just want to do it. Yeah. But sometimes it usually happens when I'm disempowered. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting to hear about something, which I know you know. Yeah. And you have to, like, in between seasons of of the talk show, you just have... Months yeah. of nothing, and yeah. you can't do other things because the phone could ring at any second, and you'll be back next week. Oh, it's insane! So you can't go to, like people go. Oh, I wish I had that time off. Yeah. You don't know what it's like. You're in a limbo that you can't control. You're in a limbo, and it really does feel otherworldly. It yeah. feels kind of like ethereal and like blurry. So I I now have a language that I say to my girlfriend. I go, "Let's burn this day," meaning oh, like let's, that's let's cool. burn it to the ground. No, I I am. A hundred percent about yeah. that philosophy yeah. because I feel like in I consider myself like a really hardworking person. Yep. And but I also like astrologically, I guess I'm a Libra, which means I'm fair and balanced at my th- signs of scale. So yeah. I feel like when I work really, really hard, if I don't have like a burn uh, day or whatever, burn the is, day. that I I start to fill with anxiety yeah. and I get really stressed out yeah. and then I become a person that people don't want to be around because Isn't I crazy? just can't do it. And then the work, you're right. because yeah. So my parents were here and like I said, that that had some drinking and certainly eating. Sure. It's the one thing we can agree on. Yeah. Like, it seems if we don't eat, it's unpleasant. <laughs> They're like orcs. I'll well, eat this man flesh. I'm clearly watching Lord of the Rings right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so we'd eat and we'd drink. But after a while, like I just got back to doing stand-up. Yeah. And I got back to doing podcasts. Yeah. Like you're the second one after uh, like a three-week break of not doing any really. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm not a Libra, but it's yeah. just like that balance. The balance feels good. Ooh, and you can't, you yeah. can't just... Uh, drink Jamaican scotch and <laughs> smoke weed every day. No. And you can't just work. Right. It well, the, also like the uh the days that you do burn, it feels so much more like rewarding and okay yeah. when you have this balance of work that's happening and right. it feels like no no no, I'm doing this to make myself a good person. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise well, that's the absurd thing. Yeah. I sorry to always say the movie thing, but in a movie, a yeah. guy that just wants to play Shadows of Mordor, which is just, it's a great game. I'm even playing Lord of the Rings while I'm watching. Oh Lord my Jesus God. Christ! Now it's interactive. But you you play that game and you eat like we were talking. We were yeah. talking about how great like cold lo mein is. Yeah, which is just white flour. Yeah, like I know. <laughs> Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It's fried white flour. Oh, you know what I mean? So if, good. And it's M, you know it's MSG. You know it's white sugar. It's just bad. It's oh, everything man. that's bad. Yeah. If you had the ingredients to make that in your house, yeah. you would throw them away lest you be tempted. Oh, absolutely. You're like just packets of <laughs> fucking <laughs> I'm trying to think of a brand of sugar. What is it? Splenda? No, that's a fake that's Yeah, a fake, fake sugar. What is the D? D- Di- diamond, or diamond, something? something like that. I know. Di- yeah, 
Domino. 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 Ah, you did it. Domino sugar. Oh, go over the uh, Triborough Bridge. I think is yeah. where you see the Domino sugar factory. Anyway, if you like, you just have that, and you're just pouring it on noodles in a wok. You just be like, I'm not going to eat this. Yeah, you can this pay me to eat this. Awful. But if they bring it to you, if a magical Asian brings it to you, you're and like, you oh, you can't see what it's made of. Yeah, that's that's what you're paying for. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not the bath salts. It's the time you think you'll have uh, in the tub, and it's not the Asian food. It's that they did things to that food you wouldn't do to yourself. They hit all the bad for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like putting a hit on the food. Yeah. You're like, I don't care what you do. Just get it, <laughs> get it done. I don't want to know. I know, exactly. But there's something about just the pure deck. And I say this in therapy all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. if the worst thing I'm doing yeah. is having, I'm going to say maybe three pretty good drinks yeah. throughout a day, yeah. like a long day of video games and Chinese sure. food. And then napping. Yeah. And then waking up. And then you get the second day. Yeah. When you burn a day, you often have a second day because I'll do it in the afternoon and then you yeah. fall asleep and then you have the evening <laughs> and, and you feel great. Yeah. I know you also just have a little bit of guilt in your blood, yeah, yeah. which is so good because you're like, I did a bad thing. <laughs> so then you're like going out and seeing friends and yeah. like trying to prove that you're a decent person. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> Let's learn some vocab. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to make up for your bad day. It's all part of it. The day after where you really just shut everything down. Well, that's what I was going to say about your introversion yeah. is when you being extroverted, which we both are right now, yeah. is associated with your job, there's something even like, you know, we're, we're pulling the rubber band this way and then when we let it go, it goes back oh, even yeah. further than it was and you're just like, let's let's hob it up. Oh, absolutely. Because I used to think that being an introvert was like such a negative thing. I used to yeah. think that it's like, oh, how I want to be in this entertainment world, but like uh, I have this like total fear of like being out and being social and then i i was like this is bad but then i learned like the definition is not a negative it just is that being social being extroverted makes you tired that's right yeah so i was like oh my god this makes so much sense to me and then i celebrated that fact and it was okay Instead of like, I thought it meant you were a turd too. Yeah. Oh, Tim, like, he's an introvert. Oh, he's socially crippled. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he can't help us. Yeah. We're trying to we're trying to play heads up right now. Don't get Tim the demon over here, unless the clue is Mordor. I gotta stop with this Mordor. <laughs> Stop. Well, you're right. It's just that it's exhausting. It's that yeah. you have a tank. Right. It's not that you can't be extroverted or you can't be social. It's just that you can do it to a point and then you just need to have this other part That's right. That's happen. Right. Yeah. I read a cartoon, like a comic strip about introversion, and, and it was like someone at a party and her thought bubble was like, Running low, and yeah. then the next panel, I think she was reading a book. Yeah, and it was like I got to reload. Yeah, so yeah. like I get that way too, where something that doesn't want anything from me—a documentary, uh-huh. or a, a film, <laughs> yeah. or a book—will right. just feed me selflessly. Yes. Yes. as a po- like I was talking about this in therapy the other day too, where I was like, I I like talking, I like communicating, I love this podcast, I love yeah. doing stand up, but when I'm at a party, some fucking guy in a vest is like, <laughs> "How's your holiday?" What do you want me to regale uh, you with tales of my holiday? Fucking get out of here. <laughs> yeah. like you, you're asking me to remember. Well, it was a cold one. And yeah. the drive was slow and long. Who is like, this conversation good for right yeah, now? No one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I can see your eyes kind of dart in that way that lets me know you're, you're not, not really you're listening. Looking at what's around me. Yeah. But then you know, one of my uh, my other therapist, my hypnotherapist. I mm-hmm. haven't seen her in a while, but her name is Cynthia Morgan. Her MP3s are available now. Oh. She's good. She's great. You should yeah. try. It's really I, I'm big into hypnotherapy. Is that but right? I haven't been. I dated a guy in college that became a hypnotherapist, and while he was getting his certification, I was like the person that he would try to really. Um, yeah, it's just I always it only worked a couple times because I had like a huge resistance to, to it. Him. Well, not to him, but just to the idea of yeah. it. I'd never done anything with well, that. Well, you have to you have to want it to work. It's one of those things where right. the intentions need to line up. Yeah. But one of the things I like to say about hypnotherapy is people think that you're in some place where like No, yeah, it's not that no. you're like comatose and they no. have power and over you. Yeah, and they're just like <laughs> do the doggy. Like hump this chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is absolutely not true at all and it's just like you I, it's phenomenal mm-hmm. how relaxed someone can make you yeah. in 3 minutes, 5 so, minutes maybe. Yeah. It's unbelievable cuz you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh, this is like meditating for an hour mm-hmm. because someone like guided you." And it's just yeah. exactly what you're thinking. It's just like you're going down the staircase one yeah. You know, it's just like yeah. that. But it's so calm. It's so nice. And then my performer in me, I want to do well right. by getting relaxed. So I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm going to relax the shit out of myself. <laughs> this woman is going to think that I'm the most relaxed person she's ever hypnotized. And it works. Yeah. Who yeah, cares? Yeah. So she was telling me, go to parties to get, not to give. That's what she was saying. Oh, yeah. And that's a real introvert thing. It doesn't really work, but sometimes when I'm at a party and I feel like live, uh, leaving, yeah. I go, what if instead I change my intention yeah. to entertaining these motherfuckers and just thinking, uh, what do they have for me? Sure. And then you kind of become that like that dog living dog person that's like, where do you get that sweater? Right, right, right. And then right. you become the person that the other person's like, what, I have to regale you with stories of my sweater? Oh, my God, I know. Who is this asshole? But who likes parties? Why do you, Why are we at these things? Uh, if you're is, not trying to have sex, I don't understand. It is, that is the interesting thing. Once you are in a relationship, you realize, like, oh, all this is is just, like, a bunch of meat puppets trying to bang each other. Yeah, we're all just <laughs> sniffing butts. Just yeah. like, oh, I like the nuance. Oh, that nuance merges well with my pheromones. I know. And you go home and ram your fucking gross <laughs> dick into her weird pussy. <laughs> oh, this is what I was after. And then the second you come, you're just like, oh, man, I got to get out of here. Yeah, because this was the whole thing was thrown from the beginning. So once you have a group, and I'm not even talking about regular sex, just yeah. sex. I'm talking about companionship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True companionship. Then you're just like, a party then actually yeah. shifts. See, I've been seeing my girlfriend for a while now. Now yeah. it shifts to we go out because it feels good to see people yes. and to prove that we're not a weird couple that never goes out. <laughs> But that at least gives me a game and an intention. Yeah, like, hey, here we are at the we're, bar. Yeah, we're seeing people. This is yeah. what our goal is tonight. Yeah. No one will think we're weird. Right. I feel like I've been able to handle social situations in a better way if I have a goal or if I like. Because my brain used to get to this place where I would talk myself out of going to social events all the time because I would just like start to create scenarios in my head that hadn't even happened, hadn't even gone to the party yet, but already right, created right, a weird conversation course. with someone or an awkward moment with someone. And so, like, you know, uh, I did 
gymnastics growing up for a little bit and they always tell you to visualize before you do that and i found it more helpful for me in sports to visualize myself fucking up because at least like it kind of took the wind out of the sails of like that being a bad thing and like i've already seen myself do it badly so let's try and not do that so i think i took that over to like social situations of already seeing myself having awkward conversations or having weird interactions and then like what's the big deal right and so now when i instead try to think of like what is my goal for this what's my more positive like way to get through this and understand that this is an easy situation right. it's fine i'm right. just i'm going to have conversation i know and then i'm going to go home and i'm going to go to sleep but here's okay yeah. i'm completely with you why are parties so loud though i know how does it happen shut the fuck up any like i i watch sitcoms and stuff yeah and there's always these like scenes that move the plot forward that happen at parties yeah nope never Nev- no no life has ever been it's sublime <laughs> yeah an overdose overdose <laughs> the fuck is this but in in uh like i saw i watched freaks and geeks recently yeah at the party pushing in on the couch people just like and that's when i realized like flossing is in for me yeah with like nuanced old school like receiver phone conversations yeah. like everything being picked up and just like <laughs> like on new year's this year yeah. i was at a party and we all went outside uh-huh. it was cold as shit okay. and we went outside and we all got blankets because it was quiet it was yeah. so much better and i had a great new year yeah we didn't even go in for the well we went in for the countdown no we didn't we went in oh. after the camera oh. because it was great. Yeah. Because we were uh, – before I went to the party, I went to the guy's house. A bunch of us went to the guy's house for a party before the party. Sure. And at that party, I'm a low I'm a low level jazz kind of guy. <laughs> Put jazz on a, on a two. Yeah. Give me Pandora, Miles Davis yeah. on a two because then we can hear each – Yeah. What is, I, I have this big – like dance clubs with guys oh. with huge muscles Can't and girls it. with their Can't asses out. That's because it. they do – if the music stopped, everyone would be like – I've got axe in my urethra. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And they just run I away. contribute nothing yeah. to society. <laughs> Beyond what you can see, I got nothing. <laughs> nothing! <laughs> and then the music comes back on. Well, no, that, yeah, I can't, like, super loud bars or really loud clubs I'm or that out. sort of thing. I can't do it. I'm because out. I I already feel like my uh my vocal tone is low it's pretty low and in you need social- a high one yeah but, Nathan then- Lane kills it at a party <laughs> he's like what are you talking about yeah I can't do that uh, <laughs> but he's got a deep voice uh, I'm thinking of him in Birdcage oh yeah <laughs> sorry keep going uh, no I it's I can't do it because you're just yelling and then. You're yelling and saying the word what over and over again. What did you say? Or worse, pretending you heard. Right. Which is me. Because I'm eight feet taller than everyone. Right. So they're like, that's what I want. And you're just going off the sound. And you go, I'm sorry for your loss. I know. I say, what did you say? Once and then, if I can't get the second time, I'm just kind of like living in this world of I'm just gonna kind of have a neutral facial expression. Yeah, done. Yeah, maybe yours. Are you happy? You're happy. I'm happy. Just mirror it. <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. kind of inquisitive. Yeah, me too. That's a mystery. <laughs> exactly. I love cereal too. <laughs> I was talking about my father's murder. Mm. I have a dad. <laughs> 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 That's the hack is just say back to them what yeah, they said. Yeah, exactly. Life is hard. Yeah. 
<laughs> Things are confusing. We're all going to die someday. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never remember this night. Yeah, exactly. We'll be on some hospital bed going, I think there was a party. <laughs> That is this club. All of the parties that you go into in your life will just be, get like Vitamixed into really, one memory. Truly, yeah. And Charles Charlton Heston was there. <laughs> like the things on the TV became Forget it was a planet of apes. <laughs> I distinctly remember there was a party and there were people and there were apes that were like people. And then there was a commercial break. I think that's how it's going to go. What's the point? Who knows? No one knows. But fun is fun. Fun is absolutely fun. What is fun? For me? Yeah. What, as, I mean, besides staying in, I guess, doing shows. Staying it, yeah. I've learned that uh, travel is really fun. Yeah? I, yeah. I like traveling a lot. Which part of it? Like hotels? Not, I love hotels. Not airport security. I've learned to, no, not that, but I've learned to love airports. A, really? a good airport, I love. Because Ooh, let's you talk can, about good airports. A good airport, uh, an airport that just has like a... Uh, Options on restaurants. I don't oh. need a fancy restaurant. I don't need anything like that nice. I just want nope. like a. I don't need decently- a vino volo. No. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but if they have a vino volo, yeah, that's I San want, Francisco. I, all I need is like a Chili's to go, and I am yeah. all set. I well, like a good Chili's too. I love airport <laughs> bars and restaurants. Especially yeah. because oh, it's a no judgment zone. It's a no judgment zone. If you're drinking and they at seven a.m., really... they're like, he must be coming in from Japan, right? Exactly, exactly. Also, the the uh, the servers, you know, people are coming and going constantly. Right. They don't care to sit there and try and upsell you on things and have a conversation. Right. They're like, you're going to be in and out. I'm just trying to make money until I have to leave. That's right. So I feel like they're just like, here you go, no judgment. Yeah, I'll have another yeah. double vodka soda, please. Here yeah. you go, no judgment. Right, of course. Like, they well, and they also go, maybe she's a nervous flyer. Yeah, exactly. Hey, maybe I'm a nervous. Liver, yeah, <laughs> with the drinks. I don't even have a flight. I come here for the no judgment. I know. I bought a fifty dollars ticket to Arizona. I'm not going to Arizona. <laughs> I just wanted to get the security. Yeah, that's uh, like the cover. I know. You have to pay the cover is a flight that you don't get on. Oh god. And then you get flagged. Oh yeah, that's true. No, San Francisco is a great airport. You San can Francisco, get... and I walked in. They have a yoga room to the right. I was yep. like, I get it, San Francisco. I get you're, it. you're San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly where we are. And yeah. there's a sushi place. Yeah, which is actually I wouldn't get the sushi. Even, I don't care. But I will get the oh, yeah. udon soup, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And there's the, a juice bar. To yes, right. I've gotten juice from there before. It's really it's good. Really, they just have options. I like a place that has they options. They also have those like, red chairs that kind of look like Dr. Claw's yeah. chair. Mm-hmm. Like it completely and envelops you. they have outlets everywhere. Everywhere. So you don't have to they be those weirdos that are like sitting on top How? of each other. Yes. <laughs> How do the airports beat the hotels? I don't know. You can still spend a billion dollars on a hotel room. Yeah. That outlet is wedged under the rug. <laughs> And you go to the fucking airport, and they're like, USB or, or plug? Which right. would you prefer? Everything. Would you like to control the music for a while? <laughs> Here's the Bluetooth password. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I got stuck in um, going to South by Southwest one year, two years Austin's ago. Austin's a great airport. Austin's great. I got stuck in Denver for nine hours at the airport. The evil airport. It's shaped like a swastika. Is it? And there's well, murals of like the New I've... World Order taking us over. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Didn't notice that because I was just getting myself drunk going from bar to bar. I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to be here. What a here. perfect metaphor <laughs> for humanity. <laughs> oh, God. I don't All... need to concern myself with these obvious signs of <laughs> terribleness. All the lizard people are just like, ha ha, let her have her. <laughs> yeah. Double vodka soda. 
while they're drinking blood from a family member you don't remember having. Uh, Denver. <laughs> but uh, you... I, I just... Uh, we're stranded there. I was stranded there. And I was so bummed that I decided, because it's such a big airport, too, that you can just walk. And this is something I'd, I guess I'd never done because I didn't have that long of layovers ever. Yeah. To go to the other terminals and just kind of like take the shuttle car and go around. And I had you know, a great time. I bought myself a chicken hat at one point because, because no one was there to judge me. I was by myself. You went to Seize Candies? Uh, I saw Seize Candies. Yeah. I Seize Candies. I was just there. Really? I was there not that long ago. Yeah. I, I went to the Chinese place really bad. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Real bad. Uh, the restaurants aren't that great. I But there's that French place that's like I know. Decent. Yeah. No, I've eaten there. <laughs> yeah, it gets the job done. It does get the so does the Chinese place. And man, they got my order wrong. That's all I remember. Yeah. Um but yeah, I love traveling. My friend Mamrie and I just did this travel web series over the summer um called Hey USA and we went to like eight different states in like a month and a half. And it was so much fun. Yeah. It was really, really a great time. You know what I think you're touching on is that like airports and travel in general, yeah. like when I go on the road, there's only like one thing you have to do. And yeah. if which if it's just going home mm-hmm. from thing, yeah. so you're going to eight different states. Right. So on the way there, you have something to do. Right. But on the way home, if you get delayed, it's almost like a pleasure. Like yeah. the one time I was, I was snowed in uh, O'Hare, there was a huge storm, and I just had to stay there yeah. overnight. There's like a there's a Shire esque okay uh, kind, of, <laughs> kind of calm to it where you're yeah. like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. The airport is Seinfeld has a bit about this actually, where he talks about like you either make it. Or you don't. Right. And if you don't make it to your flight, they just leave without you. Yeah. And his bit is like, they don't go like, well, we do have a cannon leaving for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there's something about it, the powerlessness, yeah. even the powerlessness of flying. Yeah. If you're on a, in a decent seat, and I just mean like maybe like an exit row sure. or something, yeah. you can enjoy that yeah. and you're completely out of control, right. which is another reason why it's nice to get lit on a plane. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when I start, when I was like uh, early 20s and I realized like, oh my God, you can buy drinks on a plane yeah. and this makes the flight because I was an anxious flyer when I first started yeah. flying, but now sure. I've flown so much that it's it's okay. Um, but it's it's great. Now I've realized because I drink on planes frequently that the flight attendants, they start to get a little judgy sometimes. They sure do. Yeah. And you're not I've allowed- been in first class yeah and had the woman say no no like more. this is the last one yeah and then i didn't say anything and then she she, she must have like thought better of it and she uh, just brought me another one which i didn't is, even i didn't even want right but like what the fuck are you doing i know i'm not a child like everything's fine and yeah. you are the size of my leg i know i keep them coming uh, there was this one flight attendant on a, a plane and i was just going back to use the bathroom and this a uh, man was asking for another beer or something, and she was like, uh, that's the last one you can have because every drink in the air is the equivalent of two drinks on the ground, and so uh, we're not allowed to give you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, not even that's true, not true. All, it's not it's true. not true. And I saw them, like, they had a tally list of, like, who had X number of drinks in whatever seat it was. And I was like, this is awful. Yeah. I feel so judged right now. Right. And, but I did realize... That Mamrie did this once that I just never occurred to me because I always felt weird if I wanted another drink, like calling the flight attendant to yeah. ca- and telling them, like, can I have another drink Boom. in front of like, yeah. whoever I'm sitting Hi. next to? Yeah. I'd like to be a little bit more drunk. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to showcase all of my <laughs> insecurities. Yeah. But uh, Mamrie, she gets up to go to the bathroom, just orders it back there with them while she's at the bathroom, just comes back with another glass of wine. And I'm like... 
That's really smart. Keep it contained. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You need to fly Virgin. I do. Well, then you just you're pushing. I know that's the the great. Yeah, Virgin's great that way, and it's yeah, that's really fantastic. I go out of my way to fly Virgin. I love it so much. It's yeah, it's a DJ booth in the sky. It sure is. (laughs) It's Soul Plane, but there's white people. (laughs) And I love the video of telling me the safety tips every single time. I'll watch it every time. The new one, the new dance video. I don't like the new one. I'm kind of into it. It's just. we're ready to fly. Yeah. We're getting away I'm up in the sky. Virgin America knows <laughs> all the places you go. <laughs> fly away with me. I like the old one. I don't I like the old one. The old one was like, it was, it was, oh, like, it was like Todd Berry did it. It, it was, was like, like the cartoon, right? Buckling your seatbelt, and if you don't know how, you're right. a fucking idiot. Yeah. We're like, everyone would always be like, that's snarky. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know who has the best one? I believe it's Delta. Delta had that woman, the redheaded woman, with like the very striking face for a mm, while. Yeah, there's a Wait, new one, I think. There's a new one now. Which is outside. Like they do the buckle up your seatbelt mm-hmm. in a cab in New York. Oh, yeah. And then he, the, there's like this, I, I always assume he's gay just because he's so clean uh-huh. and good looking. Oh, the <laughs> but guy it's that's this, like kind of redhead guy. Well, there's oh, all these different oh. guys. And he's in a field. Oh, my God. So it's so great. Yeah. Like you're in a fucking cigar tube. <laughs> you don't want to watch a video that's also shot on a, like, right. we're also in one. Yeah. Tell me how the life belt works in a field with a goat. And, <laughs> And it's, like, genuinely funny. Well, I, they had a good time with it. I, I wish Virgin had done it. I like the now emergence of, like, competitive, creative safety tip videos instead of just a flight attendant telling you, like, right. we need to make this more entertaining right? and artistic. Yeah. And I'm into it. We were going to do that on the show. We were going to do uh, the safety video by different directors. Oh, that's So we're that's gonna do like great. we're going to do, like, Tarantino. That would be pretty great. And stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's with Jamaican scotch. It's gone. <laughs> I could make these, but you like could make it. it's just so much extra to. work yeah, now. I know. <laughs> when like TV studio isn't paying for it, it's I just know. like what's the point? What's <laughs> the least relatable gripe? I know. I would make it, but I'd have to organize a day. <laughs> Unrelatable gripes. <laughs> so yeah, I um, what do you fly anything else but Virgin? Yes. Yeah. But I do. What? I fly Virgin eighty percent of the time if yeah. they go there. Yeah. I will. Like, let's say I'm going to Madison. I'll book a like a flight on Virgin to Chicago, then book with another airline. Oh, like they won't let you do you that. You just want a little bit of that Virgin just on the way because lo- I look forward to it. I just yeah. look for- because I have so many miles. I get upgrades and yeah. stuff, and they're and they're really good about it. And then. Back to our parent discussion. Yeah. When I go home for uh-huh. Thanksgiving, the whole thing is free. Oh, uh, see, that's what I got to get into the frequent flyer miles. I've only started accumulating them. There's something and psychologically nice about it. Feels this like didn't a video cost game. A cent. And then I use Uber. You can link your Uber with your Amex points. I don't what? know if you know this. I did not know that. And you don't need that many points <gasps> to get like a free ride. People think Uber is like super expensive. First of all, UberX is like two dollars. It's, it's super cheap. And that's what I'm using anyway. Yeah. But then if you use points, uh-huh. they still get paid obviously but it just goes from your points you can also link your amex points to amazon i don't know if you knew that uh i don't please have, uh, allow me to change your life thank you, you thank you um i i'm in the process of like changing over cards and all that fun stuff i'm in between cards right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in between cards right now so i'd rather not talk about it that's cool thanks <laughs> so you talked about being close with your dad because he was the bachelor yeah and what about mom's 
mom's great mom is a heart of gold mom is like a, a real sweetie Petey. she's super sweet she's um a teacher's assistant in a special needs classroom and has been for years that doesn't and, sound like a heart of gold <laughs> oh, no. she's got the incredible patience but at the same time you know growing up like my younger brother is kind of like my best friend and so uh she would sometimes come back from school and like sort of still have the same tone in her voice talking uh, to us in the same yeah. like repetitiveness of like getting us to do chores or whatever it is. And so it was funny that she couldn't, like, turn that off what sometimes. What did it sound like? like it was just like, yeah, guys, can we clean our room? Let's clean, like, kind of like talking, like, you're right. training a dog or something. Right, right, right. Uh, But, you know, she works with kids that have uh, insane, you know, stories and insane home lives and that sort of thing. And she's a very, like, I call her, like, this little delicate peach of a woman because uh. she's, you know, she she won't drive a car over a bridge because, like, that's too scary for her like I planes was with are... you with the peach thing and now yeah. this peach is afraid to drive well, no, over she's, bridges yeah she's really she's very sensitive and she's kind of helpless in a lot of ways but she has a heart of gold and is like the sweetest <laughs> god bless you, you thank you the sweetest human being so she uh, won't drive over bridges yeah she's afraid will she drive if someone else is driving yeah, she'll go, of course, but she hates driving cars, and so she conveniently married a truck driver. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yeah. So she gets in the back where she can't see. <laughs> yeah. Are we over a bridge? Don't tell me. But, God, I have a heart of gold. But she... <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she hates driving like huge distances and that sort of and thing. Pulling cargo. Yeah, she hates <laughs> lifting from her knees. CB radios. Yeah. she can't stand it. Oh, hates it. But um, but she's super super sweet. Uh, and yeah, she just has this like childlike quality to her. And, and then here you are. You're like a. You, I, I I like the term jet setter. I, I hope you don't feel like I'm yeah. sharpshooting. No, no, no. I, you're like a jet setting person. Yeah, I felt like growing up because my mom was very much like stayed in her suburban area that I had this like adverse, like I'm not going to be my mom. Yep. I'm not going to be like a helpless woman that needs to rely on her husband to drive her places right. because she's afraid. So I like made a point in college to like do a overseas study to right. like travel to do that kind of Isn't thing. Isn't it crazy? Your parents do such a, they try so hard to yeah. teach you directly and then the things that they really teach you are what they teach it's you indirect, indirectly yeah. by being shitty. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm the same way. My mom is a very anxious driver yeah. and uh, anxious traveler. Yeah. When she came uh, uh, for Christmas, the first thing I answer, I go, hello, because she landed. She yeah. goes, this airport's crazy. <laughs> That's the first thing yeah. she said. I'm never coming again. There's a police Policeman Peter! There's a police! My brother went to pick her up. It's not like we really? were just like, good luck! Like, he was there. <laughs> yeah. He was there. So then, like, that sort of uh, stay in itiveness yeah. made me want to be like a comedian. I was like, no, yeah. that's why sometimes I say it on stage. I go, my mom has no idea where I am right now. And I think that's so funny. Yeah. Most people are kind of like, why would she? Because, like, for the mo- most of my life, it was like, let's just. Kind of like a herding yeah. dog. Let's keep everybody under one roof and be safe. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I. My parents are, I think, now very appreciative that I make these web videos that kind of document my life in a lot of ways because I don't check in enough for them to know anything that's going on that's in my so world. Funny. So they'll literally. My mom now watches the videos all the time and like Google searches me to see if like new things have come up because she knows that I don't check in. Or, yeah. Like, don't remember to like who I've told what to. Grace is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And she's a lesbian, says Google. We don't know. We don't get it. Is that a rumor? Uh, yeah, my friend, because, you know, the internet does the shipping. You know that what that is? The what? They ship people with each other. 
they ship people? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is I'm I'm, I'm educating learning. you. Okay. I can't wait to learn. Um, you can now talk to teenagers after this. Is I can. That, yeah. Is that, hey, so, dude, don't ship me. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's this huge phenomenon called shipping, where um, people will ship two people together that they want to be in a relationship. So it'd be like. Um, uh, I, my friend, for instance, my friend Hannah and I, and Hannah's a lesbian, so they would all, they just ship us together and they give you ship names. Uh, they call us Heartbig because her last name's Heart. So my last name's Hellbig. So they make these names for oh, people. Oh, like Brangelina? Yeah, exactly. So people are constantly shipping. But how are they. When you say shipping, I'm picturing you in a box and you're being forced right. to go to well, the place. Well, they want us to be in a relationship, so they uh, ship us. Yeah. They've done something different with a word, I, I know. knew. But this is the weirdest <laughs> thing is that they ship everything. Like, they ship anyone with anyone. And I've never had that thing where I've seen two clear best friends and been like, I wish they'd make out right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what's happening is that literally anyone that you're in a video with, they'll be like, I'll ship it. I ship that shipped whatever it is really yeah all the time so and then yeah. they get a hashtag going yep they get the hashtag going they do all <laughs> of it it's but they they write fan fiction about like hannah and i in relationships like there's hundreds of fan fictions of hannah and i and really? then they ship mamry and i together as mace so it's mace. yeah so it's and then we play into it too we like reenact fan fiction in our live shows and oh, stuff that's like that fun. it's really fun but it is this like phenomenon that i I, I t- can't understand as something I would do for my own life and right. world, but it's become a, a thing that they, they do all the time. And so, yeah, because mm. of that, if you Google search, if you say, like, Grace Helbig is, like, one of the things that comes up, a lesbian, question mark? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's it's great. I thought it was going to be feet. Oh, yeah, feet, too. Yeah. I have, a, I have a, apparently a, um, a thing or a profile on WikiFeet. Yeah, it's real gross. Just find it's the guy that gross. made wiki feet. I know. I and hit him with an oar. Just hit him. I just don't understand. It's so... Feet are so gross to me. I know. And I, I get people liking things, but I don't get it. It just it's... it shows to go yeah, that like you can pick any body part yeah. and just be like, we can't see it. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This is provocative. Why not armpits or something? I know. Tell me about it. Feet are... Feet are... I don't, I don't get it. I don't uh, get it. It's not for me. I, I kind of wish because they're easy. Like, like you know, Chelsea's a friend of mine and yeah. people are always like wanting to see Chelsea. I, I've taken pictures with Chelsea yeah. and we've had to crop out her feet. Because people want to see and them. And I'm like, I see that feet. It looks like a fucking weird fat <laughs> hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, my feet are extremely gross. Yeah. And so- All feet are. I'm not saying she has gross feet. No. I'm saying that it looks like it looks like a novelty foam hand, but you're rooting for the orc. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I understand the uh, the gross level of my own foot that I don't ever. I don't think about other feet yeah. in any way. That I'm, like that's uh, actually helping me understand. I think it must be because it's imperfect. Uh, so you take a lovely woman and then you want to see her, her feet. Uh, I bet. I, I bet they get points for being genuine. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, I, I'm it's creeping tough. myself up with it's my tough. empathy towards the feet lovers. <laughs> yeah. But so, not a lesbian. I mean, no, yeah, not a lesbian. But it's it's funny. Have you Googled yourself to see like Pete Holmes is well, and see what it. like comes up underneath? Can we do it? it? You mind? Yeah, do it because there's usually like two or three things. It's like most searched. Pete Holmes is, and then you can do like Pete Holmes has the informant. <laughs> yeah, Pete Holmes. 
Will it fill it in? Will Pete? <laughs> Pete Holmes. I don't know if it'll do is, it on the phone. Oh, I think it will. Is Batman? Oh. Is married? Is John Ritter's son? <laughs> wow. That's what people are searching about you. I typed in feet. Nothing comes up. Pete Holmes has nothing. Uh, it's yeah. It's. But let's do you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what is. Um... Grace Helbig. I don't know. Instagram, Twitter is the first thing that comes up. Is single, married, engaged. Okay. But this is on my foot. Uh, is Grace Helbig Lowe's? Oh, I did Lowe's commercials a few years ago. Grace Helbig Letterman. You were on Letterman? I was a person in a sketch on Letterman <laughs> like years and years ago. Uh, Lego Grace Helbig Leather Jacket. Okay. It's not. My phone is being very polite. It won't ask if you're a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe the tides have shifted. That's maybe. cool. What do, what do you got, Aristotle? Same. Same thing, really. Yeah, it's a lot of relationship-based stuff. Well, do you talk about? I love talking. You you dated a, a someone I know. Yeah. Are you, is that a public thing? Um, no, not okay, really. Well, I, I, don't... I wasn't. I'm not here to, for that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? No, I don't talk about my relationships too much. Yeah. Like, because who do you find that fits? Like you know what I mean? Like it's a weird life. Yeah. You just said you went to eight states and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird life to be like. I'm going to go to London. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of, this is such an obvious and stupid and not that evolved question, but sure. it's like, I have to assume that a lot of guys, because they're my people and I, I'm not even, pr- <laughs> yeah. not even proud of my group. Sure. We're the same ones that are like, keep the music going. <laughs> and we want to stare at colors and balls. Right. You know what I mean? And it, we're fucking idiots. We're also great. But yeah. then there's so many of us that are small and yeah. threatened. So you have like a, a famous girlfriend, lovely girlfriend, talented girlfriend. People want to see your feet and know <laughs> you're a lesbian. Yeah. People want to ship you. Uh-huh. I will say for me, for example, I have to have a very non-jealous girlfriend. Yeah. So that is certainly something very and who who kind of sees it as a bit of a game and, and sure. as a as as silliness, as absurdity, I guess. Yeah. So I have to Absolutely. imagine that. Yeah, works that's for you. I, I I yeah, it's about finding someone that I think understands the universe that we live in and kind of like, you know, it feels almost like this like weird uh, sci-fi universe where it's like they understand all the rules and realities of this of world. Of this world, of the show business. Yeah, world. of this thing that we're all doing and is also doing that. Um, or you like someone that's in it. Yeah, that's living in this world that understands it. Not that it's like maybe directly doing exactly what I do, but someone right. that understands it and uh, and appreciates it and supports it. Yeah. And also sense of humor is like the biggest thing ever for yeah. me is because I... You know, we're all super insecure as comedians trying to make people laugh, but it's when I think someone has a really great sense of humor and I can tell the things that they laugh at that I do are the things I want them to laugh at rather funny? than the things that they're just kind of like. Yeah, you're putting the feed on the ground. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this guy flew up into the tree and joined <laughs> me on the good bit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and then someone that just is a good, kind person. Like, I feel the only human quality I wish everyone would have in the world and that I love my parents for instilling in me yeah. is just a sense of kindness. Yeah. And I was going to say grace and not to make a joke. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, um, I get off so hard on grace. <laughs> I, oh, oh, God. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way. Well, all right. <laughs> oh, the window. <laughs> 
I, I could say understanding. Yeah, uh, compassion. <laughs> Compa- Why? I've never said something on the show where I'm like, great, that's going to be a sound bite. Perfect. Uh, no, consideration. I think one of the worst human qualities is lack of consideration yes. for other people. And empathy. Yeah, absolutely. And taking a moment, what was it like? Like, also, forgiveness is just yeah. such a huge thing for me. Yeah. And it's not that I feel like I need a lot of it, mm-hmm. but like... If you want to like hold a grudge, yeah. Like I had a girlfriend that like he- like you had to like run by who was going to be at a thing, uh, and she'd be like, "Well, that motherfucker," and then you'd be like, "What did you?" He's like, "He didn't reply to a text in 1971." Uh, you're like, "Fuck that's you!" There was be- no texting back then. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like so much energy. Yeah, to harbor anger it's ridiculous to just let it go and what's better than like space and openness yeah. you know what i mean Absolutely. so when you're you're harboring those things it's just like a fucking ugly old filing cabinet <laughs> yeah. where the wind should be slowly freely yeah. whipping and it's just rusting in the corner and why do you yeah. have this <laughs> yeah. and you try and tell them and you're like that's why i keep my vendettas yeah all right you fucking idiot you're gonna be on your deathbed in a hospital just like like looking through those filing cabinets and be like who is uh tommy beal I hate that guy. I hate him. I know I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think having compassion and having kindness is just like such great, uh, a great way to live a life. I feel like it's just, you become someone that people want to be around. Like I, some of my closest friends are people that inspire me on a level of like compassion and consideration. Yep. And, and also just pure passion for creating something. Yeah. That's so and attractive. empowered. Yeah, like, people. I love people in my life, and I'm so inspired by people in my life that are just like, "We'll take care of it." Not that, yeah. that aren't like worried. Yeah, that aren't denying that there are things in life that need taken care of. Yeah, but they have this. I guess you could call it faith that it'll be okay. Yeah, that in the moment we'll have what we need to do. It. That's. I've learned that that's so important for me because I easily stress myself out when there's a lot of things going on but then I stress myself out when there's not a lot of things going on yeah. so it's just like Balance. what am I actually stressed about right. but having someone say it's gonna be fine yeah. is like such a and knowing that you believe them yeah. like they're right yeah it's gonna be okay yeah and it's strangely strange really really like comforting yeah. to know that they're there and then they I'm talking about friends right now actually yeah. and my girlfriend does this for me certainly but like I just happen to have some really quality friends yeah. that not only reduce my anxiety but also inspire me mm-hmm. where again the talk show is coming up a lot I don't know if it's because you were on it but like I'm thinking about it today I remember having a really hard day and we yeah. were doing three shows mm-hmm. and the audience was just bad. Yeah. It's not their fault, but they were tired and <laughs> yeah, they, were, they sure. were carryovers from Conan. So sure. they already watched a full two hour thing and now yeah. they're watching another two hours of this. Jeez, yeah. So it was a lot. And I remember being backstage thinking, uh, it was my friend Rob being like, I can't mm-hmm. tell Rob that I didn't find it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it was that kind of hallucination, that, yeah. that fantasy of seeing him on the weekend and telling him the story yeah. that I dug deep and I found it that helped me dig deep and find it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. I, I love that sort of stuff too. No, absolutely. It's when your friends inspire you, that's such a great feeling. I always say two of my favorite feelings. One is like pure laughter, just laughing at something that's just you, not forcing yourself to laugh. Yep. And then inspiration because you can't force yourself to be inspired. And mm. it's such an awesome feeling when it happens. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a light that means we've been going for 90 minutes. Got it. I can't believe that. Yeah. That went really fast. We we usually go another 30 talking about God, but I can't believe we got here. So. <laughs> 
There was all that vodka talk at the beginning. Like, I really? had no idea. I felt like the, I didn't either. I, I could still talk about it. I know. Like what now the I'm, fuck is wrong with you? I know. It just is giving me more fodder for not going out to bars because I'm yeah. like I got my cold vodka here. I remember I was in Dublin or something, and they had something called Guinness Extra Cold. So it was like oh. they had beer. That was actually it's complete. It's all in the title. Why yeah. am I explaining? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every uh, once in a while, you'll see a Jaeger machine that uh-huh. that lets out cold shots. Oh yeah, just do that for everything. I know. What the fuck is going? I on don't here? get it. I don't get what it. The fuck is going? Like Applebee's Fridays. Uh, what are the other ones? Olive Bennigan's, Garden. Olive Garden. If one of those fucking places was the exact same shit as all those fucking other places. Yeah. With all the, the chicken fingers that made of the same stuff yep, that those yep. lush bass, bath diarrhea yep. are made out of. <laughs> so the food is fucking dick and the fries are shit. Yeah. If they served freezing liquor. You're there. You know why Every they don't? Every hour. Because if, if restaurants had freezing liquor, yeah. we'd be pirates again. Like, we'd just have curved swords. Yep, exactly. It would be, be totally normal that I had an iPad. <laughs> It's like ever since they passed that edict that all liquor must be freezing. Uh, society went downhill. Yeah. It took a turn. Do you want to um, – do you have a fellow? Um, I That's do. That's kind of a personal – okay. Yeah. And you like that? Yeah. Relationship. I do. I, I don't yeah. mean – you like being in a relationship. I do. Yeah. yeah. I like this relationship. I also like being in a good relationship. Yeah. How long <laughs> – is it new or um, – It's kind of newish, sort yeah. of. Yeah. I don't talk about it too much because we don't. Have, and even if you say something that you want to take out, we'll just take. Oh it out. yeah, no, that it's not a problem. Yeah. But we yeah, we can even take this question out. No, it's fine. <laughs> the internet just, you know, they're little CIA agents. No, they're crazy. You and like Bo Burnham. Yeah, like, yeah. I see this thing. Like it's they're passionate, which I love. No, and I love it too. And the good thing, I mean, I've had friends that do stuff online that have had really. Um, bad experiences with with fans or with um, is that right yeah with people stalking stuff stuff and like people um and just like you know everyone gets terrible comments but like really kind of weird interactions bad stuff negative stuff and the cool thing about the people that watch my videos they all seem to be like super respectful and you know it's really fun when you're a teenage girl to speculate like who is she dating is she dating this person is she dating this person but they're not the kind of kids that if I were to meet them that they would sit there and ask me in person and right. like try and figure it out. So You know, I have a weird question for you. Yeah. And it's supposed to be that. Do you ever feel and I'm not saying you should. Sure. So here we are talking about vodka and you happen yeah. to have a young yeah, this comes up, audience. Yeah, this comes up People a lot ask like you that a lot? Do I feel like weird being so open about my drinking? Yeah. Um no, I don't actually because I feel like um I feel like my morals are in check and that's kind of the same thing with like why hannah i think is so successful is that you understand that she's a responsible human being doing something silly doing something silly in a safe environment it's if she (laughs) were somewhat uh, there's flames and knives she makes sure not to use any knives oh is that right yeah that's like one of her things yeah it's well that's the the joke of it is that it all turns into terribleness she's not a great cook Uh. and things always turn out awfully but um, but there's always like someone on set with her that's like drinking maybe but like not to the excess that she is. Right, so right, there's right. at least responsible people around. I want that job. Yeah, right. <laughs> what am I talking about? I want my job. I know. What am I what? talking about? <laughs> um, but I I feel like I feel like the three of us present drinking in a real way. We don't present it that we don't drink at all. So that if kids saw us drinking at a bar, it'd be like, right, what? Right. That's weird. Um, and you're also supremely of age. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm 29 years old. Right. So it's, when did you start drinking? 
Um, I the first time I got drunk was in high school when I was a junior in high school. And I feel like I'm kind of like a late bloomer to all like social activity because in yeah. college I drank in college, but like very infrequently, mm. like uh, my sophomore year, like on Saturday nights, I would hang out because I went to a college that's like a quote unquote suitcase school. Everyone would leave on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And so I was in Jersey, in Jersey, yeah. in northern New Jersey, and I would stay. And so only a handful of people would stay on campus so it wasn't a party school at all and in the moment i always kind of regretted that i didn't feel like i was getting the real college experience yeah and so i would hang out with like some friends and drink on saturday nights but it wasn't until i started doing um that i moved to brooklyn after i graduated and i started getting into like the comedy scene there and hanging out with people uh that i started drinking in bars more and that sort of thing um and then met like met mamrie who became like one of my best friends and we met because we didn't have tradition. She was a bartender and I was making, starting to make web videos from mm-hmm. home. So we lived close to each other in Brooklyn and would drink Bloody Marys on like a Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then she and I developed her web series, You Deserve a Drink, where she like makes an original cocktail for someone in pop culture that most deserves a drink that week mm-hmm. and then makes a series of jokes about the person. And every time she makes a pun, you're supposed to drink. Like you watch it once, you make the drink with her. You rewatch it and you drink every time she makes a pun. And it's really fun. It's super fun to do. And then we met Hannah. So we have to divide those views in half. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you ever say that to her just to keep her in like, her place? Yeah, a million views? <laughs> 500,000. Uh, stay grounded. <laughs> stay grounded. But she makes delicious drinks. And uh, Oh, I thought those were jokes, too. No, she makes good drinks. She makes really good drinks. Like, mm. that's kind of the difference between her and Hannah's shows. But we became friends with Hannah because there was this, like, uh, this kind of, like, common ground of... We all considered ourselves wa- wanting to be in the comedy world, still also doing the digital thing that was trying to get figured out. But we also liked drinking. At, at one point, we like created some sort of like identity that it's like, uh, like a party geeks. Like you were like in the YouTube community. Like I guess people considered us like party girls because we drank a lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we're nerds at the end of the day. We're mm-hmm. not like going to clubs and dancing on tables and like going to Vegas and sitting by a pool drinking from bottles of Ciroc all day. Right. It's like we're just getting drunk at a bar or at our houses and having a good time. And so I feel like not drinking on the show happens a lot. That's the thing, too, is that I don't drink every episode of my show and right. i think because i'm associated with mamrie and hannah it's just assumed we're all drunk all the time right. constantly well, i did your show we weren't we didn't drink yeah exactly it was also 11 a.m right in, in a hotel <laughs> <laughs> and there was like 12 other people in the room yeah uh yeah so i think it's just that's a fun quote-unquote scandalous thing for people to like pick up right. on like the boyfriend there. yeah but the reality is like there we hang out a lot and don't drink or we hang out and go to a bar and have a drink and have conversation and go home right just the things that you see on the internet are edited in a way that makes you think that's all we do sure but yeah i'd rather show that i drink than not because that is my reality right so i that's i asked john ham uh if he felt like bad for making more people smoke because i was like, oh yeah people are stupid and i guarantee like i'm not even gonna ask yeah if more people smoke because of Mad Men, I'm just going to posit that, yes, more people smoke because of Mad Men. Because I think people are stupid and they watch a show where everyone's smoking. Yeah. Makes me want a cigarette. I don't smoke. Yeah. But I've, I've paused uh, Mad Men and gone out and bought cigarettes and smoked them. <laughs> yeah. I, because I was just like really wanted. Yeah, you're I, just like enthralled with that universe. Yeah. yeah. So I, maybe I'm projecting my experience onto him and I was like, do you think 
how do you feel that more people smoke? And he and he and he was like, you was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily true. If it yeah. is, but he didn't deny it. He was like, if it is, I mean, like, yeah, it's not what we're after, but like, oh, absolutely. It's not. I don't want a bunch of sixteen-year-old girls to start getting wasted right. with their friends and think that that's like fun and exciting because that'll just burn you out by the time you become an adult. Right. Uh, I want them to see past like the drinking, and I think a lot of our viewers are really intelligent, really ambitious like young females and i think the and i think and i hope that the thing that they watch us for is because we're three girls that had passionate uh wants to create interesting funny content yeah that isn't just you can see when you watch a youtube video people being like i'm doing a drunk review of this movie and it's like oh this is not this just look this is awkward and weird to watch because there's no entertainment value here i'm just watching someone get really drunk by themselves that has no like charisma i guess in a way yeah so yeah i think i rather of course i it's a question that i always play with of like what's too much to be showing right at this point i just want to be a real person to them because if i was 16 years old and had someone that i really looked up to i'd want them to be as real as possible right yeah as opposed to not saying you don't drink, right? And then, like DUI, crashing into a tree. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, like, what? Santa's not real. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Okay. Well, let's um, let's talk about uh, God. Were you raised religious at all? Yeah, I mean, I got all the sacraments. Uh, Catholic. Yeah, and my it was because my both my parents went to um, Catholic school growing up. I went to CCD. What that? Uh, Christian. I don't know what it stands for, but we always called it Central City Dump. And (laughs) it was basically, I went to public school. And so once a week, I would go to CCD to learn religion and receive the sacraments. Uh And my parents, my mom always said, because she was raised Catholic, that she wanted to raise us till we got all the sacraments. And then as she became older, she became just kind of spiritual and not religious. Mm. And so she was like, you guys can figure out for Making yourselves. Making sure you had the sacrament seems like an extension of anxiety, like don't go yeah, over the bridge. exactly. It's an extension of like, this is how I was raised. To be a good parent, I have to do right. X, Y, and, and Z. And Catholics really police each other where it's like, you didn't baptize oh. Grace? Oh, yeah. And my mom, because, <laughs> I know, my mom is one of uh, eight brothers and sisters in a Catholic. Uh, they were raised so poor. And so when she got divorced, she like... You know, it's kind of like a weird thing. Like uh, a lot of her brothers and sisters kind of looked down on her Mm. and like her parents looked down on her a little bit. So I think she had this like, I need to now be the best parent I can and live by all the rules of good parenting for my kids so that I don't get any more like negativity. Make it up to the father. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we were raised Catholic and... But do, do you remember believing it or not believing it? And um, No, I remember, like, not having real, like, thoughts or feelings about it. I do remember in fourth grade, my my CCD teacher, who was very, very Catholic, told me, told our whole class that she got visited by the Virgin Mary in a dream one night. And I was so afraid of ghosts at that time that I literally, I was terrified and I went home and I prayed to the Lord that my dead grandfather would never appear to me ever because it would be too scary for me to deal with. And he, he was walking up behind you and he's like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. oh, sorry, Grace. Uh, yeah, and so I used to pray at night that like 
One, I used to pray that my older brother would turn into a girl because I really wanted a sister. Yeah. Uh, and then I would pray that my any dead relatives would never show up to me and that I never needed to see the Lord. I never had need him to it's visit so funny me. Because, I mean, you're touching on something that I don't think is discussed enough, which is when you're a child, the whole premise of Christianity, spirituality, yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. I remember my friend telling me that when he converted, he had a dream about a bloody Jesus walking around his house. I was like, yeah, we're presented with a bloody Jesus. <laughs> You it's, go to the service, it's right above the organ, and he's a bloody Jesus. Yeah. And that's scary. It's it's really... Oh, don't worry. He's just got a, one nail through both of his feet. I remember seeing my younger brother, who is now gay, he used to love going to church. We'd go on Saturday nights because that had the shortest mass. And so it'd be like, he, he, myself, and my mom, my older brother, I don't know what he was doing, he was somewhere. He was in a ska band somewhere. somewhere. not becoming a girl. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and I remember Tim is his name. He used to love church so, so much. And then I think he had a moment in high school where he's like, oh, I'm gay. And oh, this thing doesn't uh, oh, look, no. they don't support me. And yeah. so I don't know for sure. I'm just assuming because he really fell out of that too. Just that sweet spot before he yeah, knew. And yeah. he was like, this is fabulous. But also There's he's such a, yeah, he's such a, a little nerd, like, goody two shoes too growing up so yeah. he always wanted to like do the right thing and yeah. like be the best child yada yada yeah um so yeah as an adult now i i i don't know exactly i i understand that religion exists as a means for us to uh to accept mortality easier i think to give ourselves like uh like optimistically, like there is a thing that happens after we die, mm-hmm. but really, I I have no idea, and I'm I'm okay not knowing. And the only thing I do know is kindness. That's really it. And yeah. so, I I would never say someone is wrong for thinking the thing that they think. Uh, and I will listen to people try to explain it to me to get me to believe. But I I just. I have no idea. And you can tell me that you have all the proof in the world, but I, I, you don't know. None right. of us know. Right, right, right. No one has any idea. I actually really love that. I, I like the movie Religious, Religious quite a bit, even though it was snarky. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he goes like, I don't know, and neither do you, because you're just a person like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's a pretty great argument. Yeah. Um, what does your intuition say? Is there something more, or are we living in a, just a material world? I think it'd be cool if there was something more. Optimistic. My intuition says that, like, some, there's got to be something that happens after. Right. I, the way that we, you know, speak about how there's all these different dimensions in the universe that happen at the same time. And 13. there's, like, yeah, there's an alternate you that happening. We know about. Yeah, in a different yeah, time yeah, yeah, and yeah. space. That, I think, is so fascinating that there, there, ha- there has to be something. To me, you touched on something that I really think about all the time is that, like, existence itself mm-hmm. is the proof to me of whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it God or an energy or something. Yeah. It's like this. Some people look at this and mm-hmm. we go, like, no, this is a table. And, I, and I, I look at it more like this is absurd. This is an insane manifestation of possibilities. You know what I mean? Oh, that I- became this table. And, I, you know, like Bill Nye did the show, and that, that's just an absurd idea for him. And yeah. I, and I wouldn't even want to change him. I'm no. like, I need you. You make my phone work. Thank you so much. I'll be over here yeah. going like, it's weird that there's a thing called Bill. <laughs> Bill Nye. Like, that's enough. I used to say that a life 
is the best argument for an afterlife because mm-hmm. what is this? Right. For all we know, this could be an afterlife exactly. to some other life that we Yeah, this could be have. like a precursor to real life that happens after and that, we die. And an afterlife makes just as much sense as this. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay not knowing is like has been the greatest like I guess not even relief, just like epiphany yeah. for yeah. myself as an adult. Um, uh, and I, you know, the guy I dated that became a hypnotherapist, he got into Buddhism and meditation really heavily. And um, he still studies a lot of like, you know, universal truths and all of that stuff. And I sort of like got into that a little bit with him when we were dating. And it did, it was great because it did open my mind to like the uh, other ideas that I hadn't considered before. Um, But at the same time, he was studying religion as part of his studies with psychology too. And so there's just there are so many different religions but it's so it's so confusing to me when someone that believes a certain thing refuses to believe that you could think anything else yeah. when truly like if you boil them all down like the core idea is that you're right. just trying to do something to get to another place well this is that's that's uh duality it's it's yeah. a, a plague of the ego and the and mind identification your brain loves to look at things and judge them and label them and mm-hmm. separate them and unfortunately i think a lot of these great formerly great or could be potentially great mystical traditions get burdened by the fact that we want to live in an either or world right. when we happen to live in a smeared blurred both and world yeah where literally everything is one yeah yeah. Really, like, and this isn't my thought. This is every mystical tradition seems to be pointing to the idea that even good and evil are mm-hmm. both precepts of God. We want to go, yeah. well, evil is the devil and God who is the one that made you win the lottery ticket. Right. When really the people that seem to wake up and cross over go, it's all truth. It's mm-hmm. all consciousness. It's all, it's all God. Yeah. It's not – and your brain and our stupid brains, our stu- stupid dualistic brains, again – Dualistic is part of the things that help us go one is not two and mm-hmm. helps us make yeah. iPhones. And I get that. But then the mystical people seem to be pointing us to like it's all the same. We're all connected. Yeah. Good and evil are, are the same thing, which is kind of strange to say. Maybe not even – yeah, it's all the same thing. Yeah. And then you don't believe the truth. You become the truth. And that's what it, that, that's what it means to kind of like wake up or whatever. Yeah. But unfortunately we go like, no, nah, I'm a Christian and uh, oh, you're a Methodist yeah. and this is a fucking Irish Protestant. He's a Catholic yeah. and I stab it's, him with my fucking knife. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. It's, that's your brain. Yeah. And your brain has no business with your soul. It's so crazy. And I always think like, yeah, all the people that have these like rigorous categories in their brain and like refuse to – understand or conceptualize anything different comes a lot from like being raised a certain way like i'm really happy that my mom raised us sort of catholic but then was very open to us finding other religions and none of us really found a specific religion we all kind of waver in this place of like we think that being good is good so that's good um and that's what kind of terrifies me about ever having a child is that such responsibility of like carving their brain into this place that understands the world when you as a human don't even understand it. Right, of course. But like your drinking thing, the best thing you can do, and not to give you advice you didn't ask for, is to just keep doing what you're doing, which is to be transparent. Yeah, absolutely. Because 
any discussion on faith that doesn't include frequently mm-hmm. the expression "I don't know" or "I could be completely wrong," yeah, or this, this, or, or "I have doubts," yeah, is not an interesting conversation. No, any conversation about any holy book or religion that doesn't include the possibility for, or it's not true and it never happened. <laughs> right at the end of the Bible, it's just like yeah, psych. Or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> Forever and ever, I'm psyched. <laughs> that would be the best. God, that'd be Turn so Turn your Bibles to Revelation 28.9, where uh, presumably, I think, who wrote Revelation? John? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was John in prison. Goes, psych. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a gif of Jesus with the glasses that fall into his face to say, deal with it. <laughs> I wish that's how the Bible ended. I just think you're right. Honesty and openness mm-hmm. and not having too many dirty file cabinets in the way of the <laughs> yeah. flow of your, your spirit. And, and you know, certainly you you can raise a kid without the answers. Yeah. Because even the answers you're giving them are just practice. They're yeah. practice answers. I think – It's raising- like don't have a baby. Hold on to this egg. to see if you can keep an egg not from breaking for 12 hours I think teaching a a child to be curious about things and to question things is important yes yeah I'm just checking the time sure 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 I felt bad that you caught me checking the time no no worries I thought someone was coming through and that it's your grandpa (laughs) you know it's (laughs) my endless daily paranoia that my dead grandfather is going to apparate somewhere near me (laughs) I just want to clarify when I say your your brain has no business with your soul I don't mean you need to be thoughtless with yourself. I just mean your brain operating on a reactive mm-hmm. sort of uh, instinctual level that sort of reflexive brain doesn't have your, – your soul or your essence doesn't have any interest in the things your brain like wants to do a Sudoku or, right. or watch fucking Netflix. It probably doesn't have anything to do with your true being. That's what I meant. Not to be thoughtless. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, so I, I don't save wanna... your comments, yes, listeners. So save it. I know Grace is on the on the podcast today, and I don't want all those tumblers. God, I Tum- know. Tumblr seems to be a good community. Do you are you on Tumblr? No, oh. I don't know anything about it. But I check. I, love it. I check my tumbles. I look for my name. You check your tags. I check my tags. Yeah, and it's almost always nice. It. That, I yeah. love my tumbles. Tumblr is great, and Tumblr... I wish I could just click like to tell them I liked it. You just have to sign up for Tumblr. Hmm? You have to register a Tumblr, then you can click all the likes you want. I can just like it? Yeah. You can just go through and like it without having to have an actual... You just need to register a name. Oh. Yeah. I think I have one with the Pete Holmes show, actually. Uh, but it's great. Yeah, Tumblr is how I kind of um, check to see what... To check in on myself. Because yeah. the, the kids that use Tumblr are the ones that are like the little CIA agents trying to find out everything. And yeah. they, they post everything and they're all, they all come from like a really well-intentioned place. And so it's how a lot of times I'll check if like, let's say in a video I accidentally like had a phone number up in the background or an address or something. Right. Like they will put it on Tumblr. And so I literally go check my tags there and yeah. I can find out anything terrible that I had. Yep post it anywhere and yep. and address it so, i totally know what you mean yeah they hold me accountable which is and they're kind of like protective of you like i, oh, I had yeah. a vine of a singing banana uh-huh. and then like all these people were revining it without crediting me and they would they'd get livid yeah they'd be I've, like how dare you yeah they are, <laughs> i know they're like uh yeah they're my bodyguards yeah they're really great they're, they're a bunch still, of sweetie patities they really are shipped Grace and Pete. <laughs> yeah. 
They both love Tumblr. Pace. We're Pace now. <laughs> Greeter. Greeter. Greet. 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 Yeah, that's, yeah. they're Hellomes. Yeah. Hellomes. Hellomes. <laughs> like a weird snack cake. <laughs> My last question for you, Grace. Thank you uh-huh. so much for doing this. Is sure. do you do you remember the hardest time you've laughed, or any of the times that you've laughed very hard? And it doesn't have to be a good story. Um. The, recently, the hardest I have laughed um, was um, during the Hey USA, the travel show with Mamrie. We, our last place that we went to was Los Angeles. And so the whole concept of the travel show is that it's like two girls that like are really kind of floppy in their travels. And like, you know, we the first place that we went to, I had it was Alaska and I lost all my luggage. So uh, I had to buy like I love Alaska T-shirts and stuff to wear. So <laughs> then that became the running through line is that we never wore our own clothes. Like we would go to a place and buy a bunch of like T-shirts, souvenir stuff, like oh, onesies, fun. everything. So uh, we did Los Angeles as our last place. And we'd always do these activities, and so they ha- they took us out to Malibu, and we went surfing at like 6 a.m., had a surf lesson, wearing uh, the wetsuit with giant T-shirts of animal faces over it. I had like a giant gerbil face on my T-shirt, and she had like a rabbit. So it's like us in the water with all these great surfers behind us. And so anyway, that's at 6 a.m. And then the next activity was that we went uh, to a vineyard in Malibu and went wine tasting, but the vineyard was a safari vineyard. So you go on, they have like... Like alpacas and giraffes and like water buffalo and donkeys and like zebras. And so you take this safari and you taste their wine. But we got there and it was like sun's beating down. It's middle of summer. They just start pumping us with wine uh, when we get there before while they set up the car that we're going in and all of that. And we hadn't like eaten. We had just like worked out by surfing for like two hours. So we just start getting super day drunk. And they take us to... We're like to the point, like, it's the most ridiculous episode. And so we're like going through the vineyard and we get to the alpacas. And this one alpaca just starts walking over to us so slowly. And it's got two bottom buck teeth that are sticking out of its mouth. And Mamrie just goes, What's up, Tilda Swinton? What are you doing coming over here? And the alpaca just keeps coming towards us so slowly. And I was just like day drunk enough that I laughed so hard. And like, the footage is kind of messed up because our cameraman is laughing the whole time too and the, because they get fed so you, they bring the you carrots no, no the alpacas and so they're all trying to get carrots but it came over to us so slowly just two leading with its two underbite underbite and it looked like Tilda Swinton and it was the most hilarious moment I, I couldn't breathe I was like I, I'm going to like pass out. I'm what's going. What's up, Dillswin? Yeah, what's up, Dillswin? What are you doing? Come over here. And it just kept coming. It was the greatest moment. And I hadn't laughed that hard. And then after that, everything was hilarious. So, like, <laughs> we're two idiots dressed like dum dums. And the guy, like, you stop along the safari and you, uh, they start teaching you about wine but Mamrie and I are like drunk and this guy's trying to teach us about wine and Mamrie who is like very intelligent a, a knowledge of like liquor and cocktails and wine and alcohol in general but also a hilarious day drunk the guy like 
talking about how it's like steel barrel or whatever it is, a barrel that it's like raised. And maybe it's just like, I just love a steel barrel wine. Like sincerely, just like announces this. And the guy keeps talking. And then he's like, and now next we have our Moscato. And she's like, Nicki Minaj is a delicious Moscato. And just... But like sincerely, ah. and we watch the footage back, and I'm just like staring off into space the whole time that this guy's trying to teach us about wine, and Mamie's just adding in non sequiturs constantly, and I'm just like looking off. It is. I had never laughed so hard that whole afternoon. It was really great. That's a I, great hardest laugh story. It was so so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I don't great. really know what an alpaca looks like, so I'm just picturing a llama with Tilda Swinton's head. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like a shag rug on their body. Yeah, and I think it's I like got it. Shaggy hair. And it didn't even look like it just had this like kind of weird hair at the yeah, top. Yeah, like a little and, Will ferrell Yeah, yeah, sort of. And mm. it's like, it didn't, in hindsight, didn't even look anything like Tilda Swinton. You're just like, that thing looks weird, and Tilda Swinton looks weird. Yeah. So we're associated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all got the essence of what you yeah, were saying. It was. So funny. That's great. Yeah, it was really fun. God, what a great episode. Thank you so much. Sure, absolutely. I hope it didn't totally suck a dick. No, you didn't suck a dick. Hooray! (laughs) Hooray! Would you say uh, keep it crispy? That's what we say at the end. Oh, yeah. Keep it crispy. (laughs) Then that sounds sincere. (laughs) (laughs) Were we supposed to say it in unison? No, no. We can. One, two, two three. three. Keep, Keep it, it crispy. crispy. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> and super apathetic. <laughs> I was, was matching you. That was great. <laughs> you did great. Now leaving nerdist.com.